Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 128 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Coffee. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Today, yes. This episode is sponsored by Dixie Hydric. Thank you, Dixie. Thank, Thank you, Dixie. Dixie. Today, we will be discussing Chapter 5 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to shut up and dance with us into the details. Like <laughs> Before we begin, Megan, tell me your news. Tell me the weekly profit that is not full of fake news. No fake news here. All right. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys an update on our fundraiser for Kira. In profits so far, just based on merch, we've raised around $150. Um, so please consider buying something from our Pride Line to help fund his surgery. Anything from the Pride Line will give 100% of the profits to his fundraiser. And if you'd prefer to directly donate without purchasing merch, that is totally, absolutely fine. You can find the links to his fundraiser all over our social media. Yum. And Meg's trying to figure out a way to get a link up on our website, hopefully, for anyone who doesn't have social media. If so they want to donate, donate, that way you can, like, purchase quote purchase the donation like through our website and a hundred percent of that would just go there but mm -hmm. we would like donate it for you yeah because some people don't have facebook or i don't think that the donations thing in facebook allows international donations so really we're working on yeah. it yeah oh, so to open it up to more people i'm gonna try and figure out um a way to list like a donation thing in our pride section We'll see if that's possible, and I will update you next episode if it's live. Okay. Yup. Shrinks for the update. Hit me with it, Tiffany. Hit me with the recap. I'm going to be like, ruh, 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 Ooh. recap. Oh, I, I actually it. do yeah. have other news. Oh, oh. go ahead. Mm -hmm. No. We, we can redo it. It's fine. 
Um, I wanted to tell everybody about the cool new exhibit coming to the London oh, yes. Natural History Museum. Yeah. So they have a Fantastic Beasts exhibit coming, and they said that it's going to do a world tour. So I'm hoping probably hit come New to York. Cleveland. It won't come. To it won't come. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it will. I, mean, I know it would never. They, come we cool. just we just redid our Natural History Museum, it's, which I, I haven't like been since they um, completed it. I was there like during. Is the it remote? bigger? It is bigger. I believe they have like d- a newer room. There was an exhibit they added happening. An and exhibit. I, th- I think with it's like over the um, with shoots the monkey. <laughs> the monkey. Are you talking about Lucy? Lucy? Yeah, Lucy. They <laughs> had an exhibit with Listen, Lucy. Lucy and I are family. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, we are. I think that she's family <laughs> with everybody. Evolution. Um, so anyway, it's called, let me find exactly what it's called for you guys, but it's coming to London and they say that it is doing a world tour. I hope that it at least comes to New York because I want a reason to go to New York anyway because of the new flagship store coming to New York. Oh, the very first I was like, ever. They're selling flags and ships. <laughs> the very first ever Harry Potter store it's like standalone store in the u.s it's it i when i think about it it makes me think of like how cool nintendo was and i'm like it's gonna oh, be it just so yeah cool. but think about nintendo. it as a ravenclaw's perspective it's all gonna be wrong well i'm sorry about your uh colors but some people someone, like them someone right? asked me they're like um like if you could be like your least house like how would you feel about it i'm like i feel great because my least house is gryffindor and i could buy all kinds of merch and it'd be correct <laughs> It is called Fantastic Beasts, The Wonder of Nature, and it's going to examine beasts of all forms, including natural and fantastical. I like that word. Fantastical. Um, They're partnering with BBC and Warner Brothers. The Natural History Museum's new Fantastic Beasts-themed show is designed to showcase creatures from the natural world and the wizarding world from the mind of J.K. Rowling. This ambitious show set in the museum's Waterhouse Gallery will include real-life specimens like giant oarfish, the world's longest boat bony fish and a galapagos marine iguana alongside historical objects and digital installations there will also be plenty of wizard world specimens on display such as an rumpant horn mm, you better be careful and the dragon <laughs> skull featured in professor lupin's classroom I gotta go. Potter films. I gotta go. mm, very cool so i hope that it comes to new york so that we can go and then go to the store Oh, and when does it start? Let me tell you. Um, Tickets go on sale Thursday, January 16th. So that already happened. Um, But it's going to be there for seven months before embarking on an international tour. That's pretty cool. I wonder where their first stop is. New York. I hope. (laughs) Welcome to New York. Come to Cleveland. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. All right. Let's try this recap again. Okay. What were you doing? I think Katie should do it. I don't remember what it was. Hit me with the recap, but you got to say no. it in the voice. Hit me with the recap. Re 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 re. Cap. Why don't you hit me with the recap? Cap. <laughs> <laughs> recap. Recap. It's time for the recap. I was gonna do it like Alana when she goes, "Mommy." <laughs> <laughs> recap. <laughs> okay. So Harry has infiltrated the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix. Infiltrated. And he finally sees the two people he's been missing most and explodes like in a rumpin' horn. (laughs) Look, I wrote that even before I knew what your weekly profit was. But after all the shouty capitals, we find out a bunch of the information he's been wanting to know. At least a good chunk of it. Uh, We also discover that Percy decides he doesn't want to be a Weasley anymore. What the heck? 
There's more screaming. More room for Sasa. <laughs> True. There's more screaming, but from a portrait instead of Harry. And we get <laughs> to see good old Sirius again. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. We're serious. You are? Dead serious. Whoa! <laughs> and Sarah didn't shoot. even make that <laughs> joke. You ever see that joke, though? With It's like Harry and Sirius in the forest. And he's like, I'm dead serious. And they both like... Alrighty, Ruski. Harry's back with Sirius. And they're setting up to eat some delicious Molly cookie. <laughs> Harry's back. Uh, along with some of the others. They're all going to feast. Um, so Fred and George do some magic, and that's not making Molly happy. Um, it's mentioned that there might be a boggart in the house, and there are plenty of different conversations happening around the dinner table. And then Sirius and Molly have some serious words. Lupin gives his opinion and peppers and Harry mm. stays along um, with everyone, but Ginny to get some more information. And he finally gets more answers to his questions. Lots of conversations be happening. Oh, Dumbledore yeah. might've been mentioned. Fudge might've been mentioned. Sarah might've been mentioned. Who knows? It's crazy. Samantha. <laughs> what? It's a frozen thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what frozen is. Samantha. It's when the ice. <laughs> That's what's happening freezer. outside. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Sirius confirms to Harry after his astonishment that that person in the portrait was in fact Sirius's mother. Interesting. I think Harry is slowly finding out more and more about his godfather's family. So yeah, because he had obviously at this point he had no idea. They that, don't like, talk about stuff like that. They talk yeah. about Harry and keeping him alive. <laughs> like, right. let's be real. They haven't got. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't like know him. Neither one of them know each other. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Sirius thinks he knows Harry because think he thinks he's like James. <laughs> I think yeah. they both think they know each other, but really, when have they sat down and like had a conversation that's like? More than yeah, what's your let's, favorite color? Yeah, know each other. Know. <laughs> you gotta know colors, man. So they've been trying to remove the portrait of Sirius's mom off the wall for a month, but they think that she put a permanent sticking charm on the back of the canvas. That was a good move. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. I guarantee that it's my head canon at least that after the fallout, like she you know like that house gets like handed down or whatever so she's like i'm gonna make this so you can't forget me yeah i wonder and and i wonder if she put a spell on the portrait like we said last time to to, like change her uh appearance it makes me um it makes me laugh that like both Sirius and his mom kind of thought the same way because he put permanent sticking charms on like all of his oh. like muggle posters yes. in his <laughs> yes. so like oh well she's not gonna get these down and she was like he's not gonna get this down yeah you know what I mean? did she ever think he was gonna get out of jail like he killed however many muggle but he i bet you she didn't put that mm. i bet she put that on there when he like was a, teen, a long time maybe. ago yeah maybe but like think about it too like would she do that too well i guess she'd be a nice portrait to reculus oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's why I'm I thinking it, maybe it changes. Agree in the Discord chat. Ethan says nice one, James, and Vinny says best addition to the movies. I totally a thousand percent agree. I loved that little little tic tac whenever they were fighting yeah. in the Sad. Department of Mysteries. I was like, yeah, that is how Sirius viewed him. As much as he tried to deny that that's how he viewed him, he really did. He had his buddy back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, think too. Like he said, twelve years of like being in prison. Like he's so almost the same age. You know and what I mean? right. before he got put in prison, his best friend had d- just died. So yeah. like, what a way to fill that void by just like befriending his son and being Who like, oh my god, it's James like James again. Mini. Like yeah. literally looks just like him yeah. and everything. And probably acts seems, a lot like him. Yeah. It seems that both Sirius and his mother are very stubborn people. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. What uh, do we know Sirius's birth month? I think we know his birth. I wonder what his sign do. is. Oh, good thinking. Yeah, Vinny probably knows that. <laughs> <laughs> November third, nineteen fifty nine. What's what is that? What's Scorpio. Scorpio? Is being stubborn a trait of a Scorpio? I know that Aries and Scorpios. Oh, I don't think Molly. are supposed to be. Oh, yeah, um, that makes sense. Oh, uh, that That's makes sense they that they are budding heads. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Let's, my my let's best friend's on the cusp this. of Libra and Scorpio. We're not supposed to be friends, allegedly. But she's my best friend. Intensive resilient. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, they've been trying to get the canvas off the wall for a month, but it is permanently stuck there. And Harry asks, what's the portrait doing here in this old abandoned house, right? And then Joe describes Harry as being bewildered because he's like what like why is it here what is this place some of the things that the internet tells me that are um traits of a scorpio male excessive jealousy inability to forgive intense competitive sounds a bit like serious sounds like serious yeah so they follow a path from the door down a hallway and down a narrow flight of stone steps on their way to the basement kitchen and i just found that interesting it's a basement kitchen yeah i was just gonna point out like Harry can be really stupid sometimes. And like, this is kind of an example. It's like you walk in and like, why else do you think there would be a portrait of Sirius's mom in this house? He's know. got, he's he's got done other things. Well, and you can, I know, but I'm just saying he's, he's kind of just like, sometimes Harry can be like that world. where mm-hmm. he's just like oblivious to life. But do you think she, she writes him like that to, for us though, to explain yeah. things to us? Cause we're, be- we are bewildered. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <coughs> it just makes me laugh. I'm like, oh, I'm Harry. gonna put a portrait of you in my house. Okay, all right. I want it to change though. Drooling and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Sirius tells Harry that this was his parents' house, but since he is the last black that's left, it's now his. And he offered it to the I order. Mean, technically, yeah, but also no. There's other blacks. Well, within in that this immediate, yes, this yeah. is true. So he offered it to the order because it was pretty much the only useful thing that he has been able to do. His voice sounds hard and bitter. And Harry thinks that, you know, he thought he'd be getting a better welcome from his godfather after not seeing him for so long. I said, but they pretty much both had a similar summer. Mm. Um, but Sirius is, was obviously worth. He literally can't even go outside. And Harry at least was able to do that. So he's got massive, like cabin fever on top of all of his other feelings i think it's even more than just that though because like he's literally stuck inside a place he hates yeah Yeah. he hates that house yeah it has such bad memories he ran away from there growing up and now like like, he literally can't privet right like harry having to be stuck in privet drive not able to leave and like everybody else is in privet drive and they can do things and Mm -hmm. he can't but I, th- I think it's like uh, his tone changes as we get into this. And I think because um, 
Harry's there now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think it, it obviously makes things yeah. a lot better. Well, too, if you think about it, just as like, you know, you know, his animagus is a dog. Like, they're not meant to stay inside all day. You know what I mean? True like, they got to, like, go outside. True. They got to run. Especially, like, Pooches the kind of dog that air. he turns into. Like, yeah, they need, like, Fozzie doesn't like being inside. Especially, like, when it's a nice day outside. Like, he would rather be outside all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, unless it's raining. Then he won't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> True. So when they get to the kitchen, Harry thought it was only slightly less gloomy. And I was thinking as I was reading this, I was like, I can't even imagine what this place looked like when they first got there and tried oh. to clean it up. I just think everything in my mind is dark. You know what I mean? Like dark and dank and like spider webs oh. and spider webs. moldy smell and dust. And Do you think Molly like made sure the kitchen was the first clean thing? Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> That's why it was slightly yeah. less. We're all sleeping Louis. in here. Yeah. <laughs> but that when I when I think about it, um, after I'm gonna read how Joe describes it because I wanted to read that directly from the chapter, um, but it makes me think of in seven when they were staying at Grimmauld Place and they got it like cleaned up and Creature's ear fluff was like clean and he had a fresh <laughs> towel on and he was bustling around the kitchen and it felt warm and cozy and I'm like this place could have a lot of potential like mm-hmm. just because yeah. it has a bad history mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we like we can't change it over and then I really wonder what happened to it where did Ginny and I almost said Fred <laughs> Ginny and <laughs> Harry live I don't know I, no I just don't think they went to Gothic Hollow. I bet they moved oh, into Gothic Hollow. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they restored his old house. I wonder. If or in all, just any other all wizarding. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Yeah, Hogsmeade maybe. That'd be pretty cool. That would oh, be cool. Hogsmeade would be. Cool. But that's so they far just from had the ministry. They though. had an in-law suite on the borough. I operate. I operate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so crazy. They just keep building Molly, on. Molly, think about how Molly would love it. She's like, yeah, please live here. Yeah. That's like me. I was like, I told your mom the other day. I was like, I should just, we should just move back in here. She's like, yeah, you should. And then like save money for her new house. I was like, okay. (laughs) Oh, but anyways, let me read what Joe writes to describe what Harry is seeing. A cavernous room with rough stone walls. Most of the light was coming from a large fire at the far end of the room. A haze of pipe smoke hung in the air like battle fumes through which loomed the menacing shapes of heavy iron pots and pans hanging from the dark ceiling. Many chairs had been crammed into the room for the meeting, and a long wooden table stood in the middle of the room, littered with rolls of parchment, goblets, empty wine bottles, and a heap of what appeared to be rags. <laughs> Don't say anything yet. Um, what is that? When I read... what You spelled Arthur way wrong. Are you Arthur? Oh, I don't know. I was typing fast. <laughs> I had children in my room during this time. But when I read a haze of pipe smoke hung in the air like battle fumes, I immediately can see that. And I can see that in pictures from a documentary about the Civil War um, by Ken Burns. And I love that description so much. It's literally like the smoke will, it literally just like hangs and it's very eerie and you can actually see it in the photographs that are taken from battlefields. I suggest you look it up. Photographs. Photographs. Yeah. Pictures. What do you want? (laughs) Just the way you said it was very funny. Sorry. You pronounced every syllable. I'm a teacher. Photograph. <laughs> I'm a teacher. Who says photograph? 
me when you were telling children how to phonetically spell something. I'm not a child. Meg used to say telephone and I would laugh at her. What? That's she'd, what it's called. It's she'd be like, can I have like, your telephone number? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's just phone. And I'm like, oh my God, whatever. And then I say cellular device instead of phone. Yeah, so you're talking device. to me about photograph. <laughs> um, so Arthur and Bill are at this table and they're huddled kind of quietly talking about what? We don't know. They're talking in a whisper. And then five books in, Joe describes them again. <laughs> well, well, at least just a little bit. So she wrote, quote, her husband, meaning Molly's, a thin, balding, red-haired man who wore horn-rimmed glasses, looked around and jumped to his feet. I didn't. What if she was talking about her he own husband? He forgot that he wore, wore glasses. Like, Those are like Percy's. Like Percy's. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Percy got new glasses because he's like, I don't want to look like my dad. Maybe. Arthur can't see without his glasses. <laughs> so Arthur doesn't have glasses in the movies, though, does nope. he? No. Neither does Percy. No, because Arthur said he was like, they don't look it's like hard to well, and, film them. And they wanted Harry to be, to the, be the only, only one. one. Right. That's right. That's right. So Mr. Weasley bounces up. He <clears> hurries <throat> over. He shakes Harry's hand. And Bill is like, hey, you know, how was your journey? But not before he started to hastily gather up 12 scrolls that were on the table and he's obviously trying to hide like information or plans or whatever was being discussed that's on them and i just see him being like oh hey <laughs> like just like <laughs> scooping them up um and just so everybody here knows um bill still wears his hair in a long ponytail or a pony like we like to say here at our house pony i love that like molly's like dude you gotta put your stuff away like the meeting's over you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're still chit-chatting. It's a Lamont thing to say. It needs to be picked up right now. Well, I I talked to you about how I feel about what sh- her tone in a moment, I think. Unless that's the next one. I don't think it is. But so Bill, like, tries to make conversation. He's, like, asking if Mad-Eye tried to take them via Greenland. <laughs> Tonks is, like, he pretty much tried to. And I said, Tonks is so helpful, but she's clumsy. I said, I like that about her. Um, because it gives her um, a realness in her character. She's not perfect. And I, I enjoy this about her. Don't say Tonks that to Remus. Is, she's so, literally me. Like, <laughs> we call it, like, it's just, like, in my family blood, everything just, you can't stop it. Like, things are going to spill. Things are going to break. They yeah. call it the Kupak blood. Yeah. The Kupak gene. And oh, you've got the Kupak gene. That's why you're clumsy. Yep. And I, and I, I, not that I liked it. she's clumsy or I like that you're clumsy, but it's a, it's a, it's a genuine it's, a it, it's, <laughs> it's real it's cute it's sweet and it's it's like this innocence about her mm-hmm. and oh, she you're both hufflepuffs and she oh. tries to help but she ends up spilling a candle on the last piece of parchment that's on the table and i said here's where i have a little bit of beef with molly here dear <sighs> said mrs weasley sounding exasperated and she repaired the parchment with a wave of her wand She's just a little, um, she's on edge. She's on edge. Yeah. Everybody's on edge. Right. And these, oh. here's, here's the You're thing. You're not going to hear me defend Molly a no, lot No, I of know. Times. <laughs> here's the thing. When, when we're on edge, cause everybody gets stressed and everybody, we talked about taking stuff out on the ones that we love the most and whatever. Tone matters. Mm-hmm. And in these times you have to try harder to make a point to have a nice tone 
So we, I know that things are going on. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. We're on the brink of war. We're pretty much in the war already. Um, she's trying to protect her children. Um, so just for everyone in general, just try and remember Tone because I'm sure that that does not make Tonks feel any better because it's a fault she knows she has. Yeah, you can't control it. Though. And, you know, I know <laughs> she probably tries to work on it. So we just need to be more kind. And I'm sure that Molly's super annoyed at the moment with Bill and Arthur and leaving their stuff out. So it does say that Harry caught a glimpse of what looked like the plan of the building. And I said, I assume it's the layout of the Department of Mysteries yeah. or the ministry in the whole itself. Um, so she says, being Molly, nope, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might want to just, like, get into this later, but just, like, a question I thought of, like, how do you think that they're able to guard the prophecy without being found out through the ministry, like, that they're guarding the prophecy? I you think know what I mean? that... They're guarding probably outside of I the I think department. that they... Um, no, but, like, Arthur was inside. I think they're able to do it because <clears throat> no one suspects that it has anything to do with the prophecy, so, like, they're hiding in plain sight. Was Arthur right. in the Department of Mysteries, or he's just in the hallway that led to the door to open the Department of no, Mysteries? No, he was literally, like, guarding the prophecy. He was, like, by the prophecy. Whenever Harry attacked him, he was, like, in the Hall of Prophecies. He Not when Harry attacked he him, wasn't, you know, but, like, in the dream when the snake attacked. He wasn't just in the hallway that led to the door? I think you're thinking movie-wise, because that's what it seems oh. like in the movie. Like, t- Tiffany. I don't know. I we we need know. to look this up. I don't think that. I don't think that he. I don't think. I don't know. Now I'm questioning myself. That I thought Either he was way, in. I thought he was in the hallway because remember how Harry's dreaming about the hallway, dreaming about the hallway with the door, with the door, mm-hmm. with the door. So I envision that Arthur was in that hallway because he doesn't have access to the Department of Mysteries. People are saying they think he's in the hallway. Okay. Maybe well, mine is. Well, we, we, I mean, we can, we can, <clears throat> we can confirm this. Either way, I think that, I think that they. But that's what I how think I it's think one it of those works. situations where, like, the ministry and Fudge themselves, like, that's not even on their radar. They're not even thinking like there's something in there. But that specific part of Ministry of Magic, they don't know about so it. So I think too, they're, they're using able to literally put guards. people there, as you know. I think that some of the portraits are connected via Hogwarts, right? Because can't I don't know if there's portraits in that hallway, but I mean, not saying that they don't use them to spy, but I think that guarding it was just pretty much guarding the door to see who goes in and out. Because if there was a Death Eater to come down there to go in there, or you know, heaven forbid, Voldemort himself, you know what I mean? I think they're just pretty much like guarding the door. Right. I'm pretty sure that in the same chapter that he has the dream, um, they're mm-hmm. talking about Cho kissing him while she's crying. <laughs> oh really yes. it's the same one yeah. it was that night wasn't it yeah. he had the dream like it was hello. like that night hello when arthur i thought you said time. hello and you just answered your phone and i was like what me uh, no sarah <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm just put my hand out there. um let me know when you find it so molly says this sort of thing ought to be cleared away promptly at the end of meeting since she snapped before sweeping off toward an ancient dresser from which she started unloading dinner plates. Bill took out his wand, muttered, how do you say this? Ivanesco. Ivanesco. And the scrolls vanished. So it's a transfiguration spell, both used to vanish animate and inanimate objects into, quote, non-being, which is to say everything. And that's a quote from McGonagall. 
Go for it. Um, this is what it says. This is from chapter 21, um, Eye of the Snake. First of all, Nagini's not a horcrux here, correct? Or is he? Uh, she? Not yet, I don't think. I don't think so. Who did she? No, she was. Bertha Jorkins, correct? To be. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, oh, like, I'm trying to say yeah. that in my mind because I'm like, Because otherwise Harry I'm like, couldn't why? connect to her. But he was connected to her. I don't know. The whole thing. Because she's connected. How can he make a horcrux when he's not a full human? Because was she a horcrux at the very beginning of Goblet? Because we know Bertha Jorkins was dead. Sorry for this conversation of tangent, but <sighs> someone brought that up recently. I'm like, but how did he make a Horcrux if he turned Nagini into a Horcrux before Bertha Jorgens? Was he a baby? He could hold the wand, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Here's interesting. Here's the just thing. Don't know how. Just because he had a baby form doesn't mean that he had. Obviously, he didn't have baby. He was. He abilities, was concentrated tomatoes. I can't talk to you about this. <laughs> but it also doesn't mean that he had baby-like fine motor skills. Right, like he could have been more. He could have done the wand motion, so maybe. But I wonder, he may have, like, what if he did it when, like, Wormtail was, like, out at the crouches? They because they, he wouldn't let him know about it. They needed Bertha for, because uh, Dumbledore, no, oh my God, not Dumbledore. Voldemort instructed Wormtail on how to get him into that baby form. And maybe they used Bertha for that. And in the process of that, she became the killing for a Horcrux because Nagini was with them. You know what mm. I'm saying? Maybe like that's how it happened. <clears throat> I mean, we're going to, it was like a potion. It was like, a, he says it was like a, um, something of his own creation. To right. Like give him. So that maybe body. it was a twofer. Yeah, <laughs> a two for so, one deal. <laughs> this is this is from chapter twenty one. Eye of the snake. It's the eye of the snake. Eye of the snake. The dream changed. His body felt smooth, powerful, and flexible. He was gliding between shiny metal bars across dark, cold stone. He was flat against the floor, sliding along on his belly. It was dark, yet he could see objects around him shimmering in strange, vibrant colors. He was turning his head. At first glance, the corridor was empty, but no. A man was sitting on the floor ahead, his chin drooping onto his chest, his outline gleaming in the dark. Harry put out his tongue. He tasted the man's scent on the air. He was alive but drowsing. Arthur. Sitting in front of a door <laughs> at the oh, end Arthur. of the corridor. <laughs> you missed the whole little section. Sitting in front of a door oh. at the end of the corridor. Thank oh. you. Harry longed to bite the man, but he must master the impulse. He had more important work to do. Yeah, like wrapping that... Orb up with your tail and put it but, in your little purse. But the man was stirring. A silvery cloak fell from his legs as he jumped to his feet. So he probably used the invisibility cloak. Or a invisibility cloak. That's what cloak. I meant to say. A, not yeah. Aries. And Harry saw his vibrant, blurried outline towering above him. Oh. Saw a wand withdrawing from a belt. He had no choice. He reared high from the floor and struck once, twice, three times, plunging his fangs deeply into the man's flesh, feeling his ribs splinter beneath mm. his jaw, feeling the warm gush of blood. That is some bite. Yep. So yeah. He, so, so they were invisible. They, they guard the door. Correct. With Got an it. invisibility cloak. Yes. Or a dis- disillusioned cloak. Yeah. Mm. I think two part but of it was really silvery. is like oh, yeah, they're able right. to get away with it because no one's really like thinking. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like Bertha just recently told me the story that like at her job, she works in a hospital where there's this floor that um, on the weekends, like no one's ever there. And they, like, didn't, like, the security guards didn't, they don't really patrol there, or, like, they're supposed to, but they're, like, no one's ever there, no one's ever there on the weekend, and this person's, like, family member was, like, 
caught in there and they were like got in major trouble because they didn't do their job and like search mm-hmm. so i wonder if that's something too like oh well no one's ever down there we don't really need to check yeah like, and only like mundungus leaving harry like yeah. he's been fine for weeks it'll be fine if i leave him now and then yeah. that happens yeah it's like murphy's law anything mm-hmm. that can't go wrong will go wrong yeah. especially when you're like not ready um but yeah, yeah, and not, I, I feel like the people who work in the department are very few. So it's like, and you have no reason and to go mysterious. all the way down to that department. It's not like it's in the middle of the floors where people are passing through. So it's probably pretty easy yeah. for them to do that. Hashtag keep the secrets. That's right. You would think though, too, though, that like they're magical. Why wouldn't they have like a charm? It's like, oh, there's someone in that's not supposed to be in our department. But who no, am I yeah. to say that? Just a lonely Maybe little Maybe that would tip the ministry off, though. Like oh, this spell was cast and we don't know about it. Like, there has to be some no, sort of, No, I'm like, saying the department itself. Like, wouldn't you think you're oh, the like department the of ministries? When someone goes down no. there. There should be, like... Maybe it's because they don't go through the door. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, that's, maybe that's for only, like, outside people being left in or the minister. The mysterious But clearly ones. nobody's tipped off whenever, you know, Harry and gang go barging through that door, so... Listen, <laughs> I think they were. It ain't no thing. But, um... Evanesco, right? Back yeah. to <laughs> so it's going to be introduced when we get to Hogwarts by what? Mick G. What's Hogwarts? And they do this in their fifth year and they start to vanish some snails. Evanesco. Hermione is the only one that can do it properly at first. So Don't they use Evanesco in the movies to transfer? Oh, no, that's fair there. What is that band that sounds like Evanesco? Evanesco. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) This spell also shows up in Owls. O-W-L. Oh, I was like, Owls? I'm like, they they can't do spells. So seriously, seriously, serious, (laughs) casually introduces Harry to Dung. And what Harry thought was a pile of rags on the table is actually Mundungus. Someone say my name, Mundungus mumble, mumbled sleepily. <laughs> I agree with Sirius. I love it. I, I agree with Sirius. <laughs> he raised a very grubby hand in the air as though voting, his droopy bloodshot eyes unfocused. So Harry and Dung officially meet, and Dung seems to be nervous as he fumbles through his pockets, and he pulls out a slimy black pipe, and he ignites it with his wand tip, and great billowing clouds of greenish smoke obscured him for a couple of seconds dung tells harry he owes him an apology and molly molly interjects and she's like don't smoke the pipe in the kitchen especially when we're about to eat so he's like oh sorry so the cloud of smoke vanishes but the smell of burning socks lingers on on. (laughs) i just appreciate the fact that he apologizes to harry He's very apologetic. He tells Molly he's sorry yeah. about the pipe. He tells Harry about, about it. It makes me like him a little bit more. Yeah, but he's like, Harry, I'm, there was just this, you know. Wait, I'll get thing. to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Right? It's a very good business opportunity. Listen, you got to have it. You got to do it. Molly asks for a hand in making dinner, but not Harry because he's had a long journey. And I said, like, when she does this, because he, even though Harry would like to help, but she's just... She knows that he's not treated well, so she wants to make sure that he's able to relax, which is kind. Tonks also asked to help, and Molly says, uh, nah. I gotta say, I'm kind of a little bit with Molly. I'm also very territorial in the kitchen. I don't want your help, especially if you're going to, like, stab yourself. Well, she asked everybody else, though. 
So she goes, er, no, it's all right, Tonks. You have a rest, too. You've done enough today. No, no, I want to help, said Tonks brightly. Knocking over a chair, she hurried over to the dresser <laughs> from which Ginny was cl- collecting cutlery. Soon, a series of heavy knives were chopping meat and vegetables of their own accord, supervised by Mr. Weasley, while Mrs. Weasley stirred a cauldron dangling over the fire, and the others took out plates. More goblets. More goblets! And food from the pantry. Harry was left at the table with Sirius and Mundungus, who was still blinking mournfully. I think that we didn't give him justice in that Felix file. We didn't. And I feel like a jerk. Yeah. I still made really bad decisions, but I like to see him showing showing remorse. I think he's I think he's a sad guy. I think he needs a a shower and a hug. (laughs) Shower first. Should we do a part two? What are we going to say? We're sorry. We don't have any new information, but we're sorry. (laughs) I think he's a little misunderstood. I think he he's completely. He, too, is a product of his environment. Aren't we all? So (laughs) Dung tries to explain himself with what happened over the summer. Um, He wouldn't have left, but uh, business calls, right? You got to answer. You got to go. Crookshank shows up purring and she starts laying in Sirius's lap. And I said, not she. Why do I? It's a he, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. do I do that? I don't not know. Not all cats are girls. I know. <laughs> Ours are boys. I know. Well, maybe you're used to Hedwig. She's the most prominent. I think I am. Quality bird. I don't know why. I too always want to say like she. I don't know why. I don't know. He. Maybe that's because there's a lot of S's. I mean, maybe there's it's two. it's because it's Hermione's cat. So you just associate. <laughs> I need to get my brain right. Anyways, he lays. I didn't even write she in there. I just made that up out of my own brain. (laughs) He lays in Sirius's lap. And I said, I love that they're still good buddies. Mm -hmm. And Sirius Mm -hmm. is like, you know, some good scritches behind the ear. Had a good summer so far? No, it's been lousy, said Harry. (laughs) So for the first time, something like a grin flitted across Sirius's face. Don't know what you're complaining about myself. What? Said Harry incredulously. Personally, I'd have welcomed a Dementor attack. A deadly struggle for my soul would have broken the monotony nicely. (laughs) (laughs) You think you've had it bad. At least you've been able to get out and about, stretch your legs, get into a few fights. I've been stuck inside for a month. That is so... He's still so in that early adult slash almost teenage mindset. That's what Ron would say, wouldn't it? He's just... Think about that though. Think about being stuck in a house for a month. A month. A month. In a house you hate. You can't go outside. Like, dude, you're too nice. Sasa would have been gone. (laughs) This coffee would have been gone. (laughs) Sasa. (laughs) So he's been inside because the ministry's after him. Voldemort knows about him being an animagus because of Wormtail. So there isn't much that he can do for the order. Sirius isn't happy with Dumbledore, too. And I said, they should start a club. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbledore's anti-army. The the anti-DA. What is is that? um, The He-Man Woman Haters Club? Oh, from uh, whatever that is. Little Rascals. Little Rascals. The He-Man Dumbledore not liking club. Not liking club. (laughs) They don't hate him. They're just not happy with him right now. Anti-Dumbledore. So when he finds out that Sirius is mad at Dumbledore, too, or he gets that feeling, there's an upsurge in affection for him knowing that they had the same beef. So that's good. Well, what kind of beef was it? It was a tenderloin. Mm. 
quote, listening to Snape's reports, having to take all his snide hints that he's out there risking his life while I'm sat on my backside here having a nice, comfortable time, asking me how the cleaning's going. What cleaning, asked Harry? Trying to make this place fit for human habitation, said Hirius. Hirius. <laughs> <laughs> a new ship. That's serious. Hirius. Oh, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I can't go on. No. Um, uh, My said, heart will. Said Sirius, waving a hand around the dismal kitchen. No one's lived here for 10 years, not since my dear mother died, unless you count her old house self. And he's gone round the twist, hasn't cleaned anything in ages. Gone round the twist. I love I like that. that. I love, love that a lot. So um, I said, here's where we get some foreshadowing. And I enjoy this a lot. So Dung spots a goblet on the table. It's not on fire. But he asks (laughs) if it's solid silver. Yes, said Sirius, surveying it with distaste. Finest 15th century goblin wrought silver embossed with the black family crest. Dung is like, "Eh, yeah, that can come off. So later in the series, we discover that Dung returns to number 12 and steals them later um after Sirius dies and he's discovered by Umbridge I believe in it's either Diagon or Nocturne Nocturne um she notices the locket she wants it so in exchange for not getting him in trouble she takes the locket which is a horcrux so um what's that I don't know we find out from Creature um after the trio go there after I think Tottingham Court Road and he asks, you know, was anybody in here? And he's like, Manungus. And he's, Harry's like, find him. So Creature hunts him down, apparates back with him. They're like wrestling in the in the kitchen. and With Dobby. Harry puts his wand to Manungus's like face or like throat. Like, I think like right here. Right under his chin. Yeah. And he's, he's like, what'd you take? And he starts naming some things. And he asks if there was a locket. And he says, yeah. And so Harry gets all excited and he's like, well, where is it? And he's like, I don't have it anymore. And That's that, her. Just that. that to- Bleeding like bow and all. That- Bleeding <laughs> bow and all. Bleeding bow and all. <laughs> that toad-like lady took that locket. Well, there she is. But I enjoy that. That's a nice little piece that's added in yeah. that comes back in seven for us. So. Yeah. That you I dig don't it. even know. I like it. You wouldn't. You don't think twice about it. Like now that we're picking it apart, sure. But yeah, when it's, you're reading it's it, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Fred and George are there. Let's talk about it. They are. They can do magic now. They can. So wizards. So clearly, they can't just carry the stew and the butterbeer to the table. Too easy. They have to leviosa that stuff. What do they got to do? Leviosa it. They got to swish and flick? Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, so I asked my cousin, because I was, like, asking them spells during the Felix house, and uh, they're like, you know, they want Wingardium Leviosa. I go, do you know what the wand movement is for that? They're like, up and down. I go, what would be another way to say that? They're like, uh. And then from the back, my brother's like, swish and flick. They're like, oh, yeah, swish and flick. (laughs) (laughs) Up and down. Uh, Okay. Hilarious. So they magic the stew and butterbeer onto the table, and it results in a massive black burn across the table, and the butterbeer completely spilling everywhere and just missing the table. That's a waste. Molly's mad. Rightfully so. 
Um, and then we get the ever famous quote, just because you're allowed to use magic, you don't have to whip your wands out for everything. <laughs> Except she says it a little different in the book. I actually like it better in the movie. It just like flows a little better. She says, just because you're allowed to use magic now, you don't have to whip your wands out for every tiny little thing. The way she delivers that line is the best. Like just mm-hmm. that mother it's screech. So good. <laughs> it's so good. You whip your wands out for everything. everything. <laughs> so um, Mr. Weasley reminds them that they are supposed to show a sense of responsibility now. Oh, that's a, such a dad thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it is. Use your wands with responsibility. Uh, Mrs. Weasley continues that none of their brothers caused this sort of trouble. Not Bill, not Charlie, not Percy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Never heard of him. But Bill quickly changed the topic. And he's like, oh, you know, let's all sit down for dinner. And Remus is talking about how good it smells. And good old Bill and Remus. Dude, what a guy. What a what a pair of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> what a dude duo. <laughs> anyway, Mrs. Weasley then turns her attention to telling Sirius seriously all the things they need to clean still. And he looks dead seriously bored. Poor Sirius. Oh seriously. Gosh. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> She's telling him that there's something trapped in the writing desk of the drawing room it could be a bogart but they want moody to check it out before they open it and we do see molly deal with this bogart later i believe it's in this book that's whenever she sees all of them dead but why is a bogart like a writing desk what alice in wonderland what why is a raven like a writing i was like she says bogart (laughs) okay um so yeah then we get to see tonks showing off her metamorphosis skills to Hermione and Ginny. And I like this scene because it sort of showcases Hermione and Ginny's friendship a bit. Like, I like, I love that they like each other so much. I was like, hashtag sister-in-laws. Do you think that's us? I was actually going to say it kind of no. reminds. You're, Her- you're Hermione. I'm totally Ginny. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Um, so we see her change her nose to look like Snape's. To have a button mushroom nose. To have hair sprout out from each nostril. <laughs> And a pig snout, which Harry thinks hmm, looks like a female Dudley. Harry. I mean, Dudley's not nice to him, so. Um, I just, like, really love the normalcy of this part of the conversation. Like, it's, like, her describing what's going on at the table. Like, it's just, like, a normal dinner. This is everyday dinner wizarding dinners, you with know With magic I mean? family. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it. just really <laughs> cool. You're right. Um, then Mr. Sarah Ann. <laughs> then Mr. Weasley, Bill, and Remus are discussing the goblins. And I'm going to read from chapter here. It says, they're not giving anything away yet, said Bill. I still can't work out whether they believe he's back or not. Of course, they might prefer not to take sides at all. Keep out of it. I'm sure they'd never go over to you-know-who, said Mr. Weasley, shaking his head. They've suffered losses, too. Remember that goblin family he murdered last time somewhere near Nottingham? I think it depends what they're offered, said Remus, and I'm not talking about gold. If they're offered freedoms, we've been denying them for centuries. They're going to be tempted. And I like that he says that because it's really like a direct correlation to to him. There are certain freedoms that he's denied, and I think that like mm. he can kind of relate to them on that level a little bit. So he's like, well, actually, if they're offered certain freedoms, they might go to the other side. Because I think that that's a lot of the issues with the werewolves mm-hmm. that he recruits as well. Because he promises them freedoms. Mm-hmm. Freedom! <laughs> Have you still not had any luck with Ragnarok, Bill? He's feeling pretty anti-wizard at the moment, said Bill. He hasn't stopped raging about the bagman business. He reckons, goblin rage! <laughs> he reckons the ministry did a cover-up. Those <laughs> goblins never got their gold from him, you know. 
And remember that Ludo Bagman owed the goblins money for the Triwizard Tournament with all of his betting. Actually, it was for the Quidditch World Cup. But it was yes. before that he owed. Like he was, I think he was trying to get the money. He to I, pay them back because right. he was like owed double or money. nothing, yeah. trying yeah. to get himself out lost. of the hole, yeah. made himself worse. And then All they the were things. bugging him basically through the entire book. He was getting hounded at like three broomsticks. And what's the last like we the hear of Bagman? Um, something in seven. I don't. Yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. But I can't remember. I don't know. We do get a mention of him, though. But I right. wanted to <clears> remind <throat> people that your actions have consequences, and <laughs> well, a lot of life lessons in this chapter. But also, like something that we would view as like simple it's like oh bagman has a gambling problem this is affecting the fight against voldemort bagman's gambling problem is literally affecting the loyalty with the goblins like for this war which is pretty crazy that's like a huge thing with mm-hmm. people who like because bill probably has a pretty good reputation with the goblins right, that he I works with so normally it probably would have been an easier Easy. transaction mm-hmm. right. to be like hey like this is happening we need help but now it's like well they're pretty yes, anti-wizard because of ludo well yeah. and then they in seven they well, bend to voldemort and you know obviously because they're terrified of him so they do whatever he wants because he even shows like up Gringotts. at Gringotts. but I also, and then he kills them i don't yeah. think that it's solely ludo bagman's choices i think this added to it but it's like just a bad we also look. know that there are wizards out there that aren't nice true not even For just to sure. goblins, but to create to house elves, all these things. So like they're also used to dealing with those because they have to deal with people every single day. Wizards coming in and basically being like, I'm better than you. And they're like, Give me my you, money. you really want to like take care of the people that control your money. basically. For like, sure. You know? But at the end yeah. of the day, the fact that Bill is saying, no, I agree. He's still <laughs> raging about the Bagman business. Like clearly that's on Ragnarok's mind. Well, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's, it's going like, to make his decision easier yeah. for him to say, Absolutely. I'm against wizards right now. So it's like Bill being a representative of the order mm-hmm. and Ragnarok being a representative of the goblins. If they can't make that work, just like when Hagrid mm-hmm. and Madame Maxime go Can't. to the Giants. Yeah, do anything with the goblins. It's very... The goblins, the Giants. It's sad. Yeah. Dude. And I'm just saying Damn. that Bagman is truly a bad man. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we should Felix Files on that guy. We should. Well, yeah. Let's do it. Hey, I'm Lark. And I'm Jesse. And we're the hosts of The Gaily Prophet, an intersectional queer Harry Potter podcast. One reviewer described our show this way. If you want to queer the way you engage with the witchy world of HP, challenge the systemic problems in that world as well as our own, have your heart torn in two by seeing the beauty in the what-ifs, and laugh so hard it hurts, I urge you to give this podcast a listen. So if you love Harry Potter, critical analysis, gay stuff, and laughing really hard, subscribe to The Gaily Prophet wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. So while they're having this pretty, not like intense, but like a real conversation at the other end of the table, at the middle of the table, there comes this big burst of laughter. So Dung's telling a story to Fred and George and Ron about how he stole some stolen toads, then sold them back to the same guy for twice the price. (laughs) (laughs) I like like how he like justifies his himself here, though, because Molly is like, are you kidding me? And he's like. He stole them anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't think you really understand right from wrong. I would totally probably tell him to do something like that. If I was a sketch broski. <laughs> sketch Sasa. Sure. Sketch Sasa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Please do. Someone sketch me. <laughs> oh. 
I need a sketch. So Molly clearly just uh, doesn't approve of dung very much. So Harry asks quietly to Sirius, like, why Why is he in the order if, you know, he just seems kind of like a sketch dude. <laughs> and Sirius says, well, he's useful. He knows crooks because he is a crook. <laughs> he hears things that we don't. He's very loyal to Dumbledore because he helped him out of a tight spot once. Um, it's just that Molly thinks that inviting him to stay for dinner is a little too far. And she clearly hasn't forgiven him for abandoning Harry's post. As his, like, pseudo-mom, I don't blame her. He probably <laughs> doesn't have anywhere else to eat. I know. Yeah, true. And I think Sirius actually just, like, has sympathy for him here. Yeah. D- can you see them, like, drinking late into the night together? For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Tiffany. Two things. No. Should I say what I said on the pod about my wondering about Dung? Sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, so as we were recording our Felix file on Mondungus, I kind of came to the realization that I think Mundungus might possibly be homeless and we don't know where he lives and he just kind of seems like he's bouncing around. He's a one, a wanderer. So he might be like one of those people that (laughs) kind of goes from place to place to stay. So I don't know. So that was a wondering we had. So kind of keep that in your brain as you read about him. And the second thing is, do we know the tight spot that Dumbledore helped him out of? No, I don't think so. I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> really, God, at this yeah. point. Um, I wonder if it had anything to do with, like, Death Eaters or, like... Um, Maybe they tried to recruit I wonder him. If and he it, tried, like, he was I wonder if he with, saved his life. Yeah. A life debt, bro. It, it, fe- it feels yeah. like a life debt. Um, I wonder, too, like, with, with Katie saying, like... Um, serious kind of like being like no like i want you can stay for dinner kind of thing yeah because he knows what it's like to be wandering around after you know before he went and back starving. to his house yeah so yeah. he like knows what it's like and he doesn't want that to happen mm-hmm. as much as like yeah he's a crook but like let's be honest serious is not not that he's a crook but he's also not like a little angel true <laughs> so he's yeah. not a rule abider correct <laughs> yeah. yeah rules for him were made to be broken yes right so Harry has three helpings of Oops, rhubarb, crumble, and custard. <laughs> so okay, good. I don't think never I've had it. Neither have I. Any, any of that. I've had like You've strawberry had rhubarb pie. No rhubarb thing. It's really I've good. Never eaten rhubarb pie though. It it's looks good. like red celery, but yeah. it, I know what it looks like. It doesn't taste anything like. It has a bite to it if you have like a lot of it in something. But well, you have an oven, right? I do. <laughs> we should make rhubarb I should crumble. Make a, I should this make is like, have you ever had rhubarb figs? pie? Have you ever had, had rhubarb? rhubarb? <laughs> I will totally make us a rhubarb crumble for something. Yeah. Let's do it for next time we record. Just for funsies. Okay. Next Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I forgot we have a real schedule. <laughs> 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 Let's do it. So he has this, all of these helpings of dessert, and the waistband of his jeans is uncomfortably tight. And that's saying something because they were once Dudleys. <laughs> Do you think that they were Dudleys when Dudley was like 11? Yes. He, it had to have been <laughs> like years ago. Like eight? Well, because Dudley's a big guy. Like Vernon's a big guy, like just right. in general. Right. You know how yeah, like Matt's a big guy? Isn't Harry tall? Is he taller? Like, he's like tall. He's is he, like, has his, like has his jeans now become jorts? <laughs> Are they floods? <laughs> <laughs> now I, you're picturing him in jorts and you're hating your life <laughs> i just love first of all i love like the, the term 90s? jorts no i'm thinking of marty and his friends when they do the jort bar crawl <laughs> they're very inappropriate oh my god <laughs> oh gosh <sighs> all right so everyone is relaxed <laughs> <laughs> peaceful <laughs> 
Mrs. Weasley like yawns and she's like, I think it's nearly time for bed. But Sirius stops her and says, no, not just yet. And he looks at Harry and says, you know, I'm surprised at you. I thought the first thing you'd do when you got here would be to start asking questions about Voldemort. Instantly, the atmosphere changes. I feel like everything goes. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I find it interesting that Sirius is okay saying Voldemort's name, too. Well, he was around for the first war and they were all like, screw this. But like, what does he have to 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 lose? What does he have to lose? You know what I mean? But I also think like, I wonder, though, like if the Marauders, like I wonder if James and Lily and they were like Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, I bet they did it. Because Remus says it. Remus does say Voldemort. He does. He's the first person Mm. he hears other than Dumbledore. That's right. Say his name. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> <laughs> when no one is around you, say, Voldy, I love you. <laughs> Carly, that gift is the best. That little baby oh. running and like, Lot- Lana does that. <laughs> <laughs> Mood shift. So yeah, um, it's described that the atmosphere changes as quick as if Dementors had just arrived. So everyone's suddenly alert and very tense. It's almost like you you can hear in your head like uh, like a record like going yeah like everything just I know it's like everything just stops. <laughs> you like I, you've been in that situation right where like mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. gets weird and uncomfortable uh-huh. real, real fast. fast and then you're like <laughs> I'm gonna the meme I'm gonna head out <laughs> all right I'm gonna head out <laughs> and Harry's like I did I asked Ron and Hermione but. Obviously, they're not allowed any order. So, and Mrs. Weasley says, that's quite right. You're all too young. And Sirius is like, well, I think Harry has a right to know what's been going on, which causes an instant uproar from Fred and George, who have been trying to get stuff out of him for a month. They're of age. So what's his problem? I and like that they're genuinely angry. Like, because yeah. you don't see that from them often. True. They're like, why does he get to know and not us? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's a... A valid question. I mean, like, I understand Molly wanting to protect them, but at the end of the day, they're adults in the wizarding world. And they should, if they, if Molly doesn't want them to actually join the order because they're still in school, they should still be allowed to ask questions. I feel like if I was in that situation and I was Fred and George, and even if I was of age and living in my parents' house, my mom was like, you live under my roof, you're going to abide by my rules. If I say this, it's going to go. Or you can get out. That's just how I feel. When do they get the uh, apartment? Do they get an apartment in Diagon Alley? Did I make that up? They do next book, I okay. think. But they're still they in school. Because they leave Hogwarts this year. Yeah. No, they leave Hogwarts this Spoiler. year. Spoiler. I'm way ahead. I'm thinking I'm in six. Bye, man. <laughs> nope. Okay. Um. So Sirius very calmly says, it's not my fault you haven't been told what the Order's doing. That's your parents' decision. Harry, on the other hand, and Mrs. Weasley's like, hold on. It's not up to you to decide what's good for Harry. She says, quote, you haven't forgotten what Dumbledore said, I suppose. The bit about not telling Harry more than he needs to know. And Harry's, or Sirius is like, Harry's the one who saw Voldemort. He has more right than most. Mm-hmm. And because you can't do this all justice, where's the thingy? Thank you. I can understand where they're both coming from, but I yeah. side with Sirius. Yeah. Same. So do I. Same. I think Molly realizes everyone more sides with Sirius yeah. in the True. end of I think she, again, I think she's just, she's not doing this in a malicious way. She's just doing this as a, a mother yes. that's worried. Honestly, I think the deciding factor for her when she like finally gives in is Remus's voice of reason yeah. and Arthur's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, because I think she thinks Sirius is reckless and Sirius thinks that this is James. Yeah, they have issue. I but, wonder if yeah. they have issue even before he went to ask Kavan. Like, I wonder what happened. Did they know each other? Well, they had to have because they were both in the order, weren't they? Were the Weasleys? Aren't they related? I don't know the Weasleys were. I don't know if the Weasleys. I know her brother. I think her brothers were. I don't know if she and Arthur were. Arthur might have been. I don't know how much because she was having kids. Did I make that up too? Are they related? Who? Sirius and Molly are related, aren't they? Because they're pure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think. Yeah. 
all of those families because are somewhat one of related. the Pruitts marries a black, I believe. Well, don't and they? maybe she's just is still a little prejudiced of all the things that have happened with Harry's parents dying and and having Sirius all of a sudden come in. We're like, you're taking my boy. Yeah, we're yeah. like, she knows like like that's not her son, but like that's her that's son. Her son. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. All right, so from the book, he's not a member of the Order of the Phoenix, said Mrs. Weasley. He's only 15 and, and he's dealt with as much as most in the Order, said Sirius, and more than some. No one's denying what he's done, said Mrs. Weasley, her voice rising, her fists trembling on the arms of her chair. But he's still, he's not a child, says Sirius impatiently. He's not an adult either, said Mrs. Weasley, the color rising in her cheeks. He's not James, Sirius. I'm perfectly clear who who he is, thanks, Molly, said Sirius coldly. I'm not sure you are, said Mrs. Weasley. Sometimes the way you talk about him, it's as though you think you've got your best friend back. What's wrong with that, said Harry. What's wrong, Harry, is that you are not your father, however much you might look like him, said Mrs. Weasley, her eyes still boring into Sirius. You are still at school, and adults responsible for you should not forget it. Meaning I'm an irresponsible godfather, demanded Sirius, his voice rising. Meaning you've known, you've been known to act rashly, Sirius, which is why Dumbledore keeps reminding you to stay at home and will leave my instructions from Dumbledore out of this, if you please, said Sirius loudly. Yes. They both are valid, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ignatius Pruitt is Sirius Black's uncle. Okay. Oh, cool. On his father's side. And then also Septimus Weasley marries a Cedrella Black way, way back in the in the family tree. Um, I just would like to point out, like, they both are fighting for Harry. They both think they know what's best for him. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So it's both coming from places of, like, love. love. Like, they, they both love and care for Harry. They're just, as every person is different, yeah. their, quote, parenting-ish styles are different. And she's probably just thinking of, like, her, her brother's. Yeah. I mean, I, genuinely, I think I think majority of what she's doing is because she's truly afraid and she's been through it she, uh, and she's seen both of her brothers die. Gryffindors protect. And she doesn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Sirius wants that to happen, but they both think like she thinks we need to keep them in the dark and he's thinking they need to know. I think that Sirius <clears throat> understands more so of... I think Sirius understands Harry's role in this war a little bit more than Molly does. I think Molly's kind of... Not she's that she doesn't understand it, it but I, she's denying yeah. the fact that he has such a huge role yeah. in this and needs to know things. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, children and, shouldn't have that kind and of I role. Think, right. I think sure. she's she probably thinks, also yeah. thinking, like, my brothers fought and they died. Mm-hmm. And Sirius is thinking they need to fight just so they can have a chance to survive. So yeah. she's thinking, like, fighting equals dying. He's thinking fighting can equal surviving. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard. I mean, they're both, neither one of them is wrong. Mm. Neither one of them is right. Right. I agree. It just hurts. Also, they were not part of the original order, Molly and Arthur. Yeah. For mm. sure. I read that. I think that Sirius is right in this, though. I, don't I mean, I think that's I mean, the I think conclusion that we all came to. He has right. the right to ask questions. Does he have the right Correct. to know all the answers? And they don't tell him everything. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think what they do is appropriate. I agree. I agree. I agree. And I think that, again, like Lupin coming in and being like, hey, like, let's tell him. Because at the end of the chapter, he's like, all right, we've, we're done. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. They stop right. Be- well, we'll get to it. <laughs> Mrs. Weasley <laughs> asks Mr. We- Mr. Weasley for backup. And he takes his time thinking about response because I don't think he wants to step on any step on his wife's toes, but he it, also yeah. leans towards Sirius. He's a respectful partner. Mm-hmm. So he says Dumbledore knows the position has changed Molly. He accepts that Harry will have to be filled in to a certain extent now that he's staying at headquarters. 
So Mrs. Weasley doesn't like the idea of Harry being invited to ask whatever he likes. So then Remus jumps in. Um, he's like, I think it's better to get the facts, not all of the facts, but get them from us rather than from a garbled version from someone else. Mm-hmm. I he, love uh, that. I love it. Harry thinks that Remus probably knows that not all of the extendable ears were confiscated by I Molly. I love <laughs> that. I love that he, like, deep down, Remus is a... He's a marauder. He's a marauder. <laughs> 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 yep. I mean, like, he gave Harry back that map. He's a little ornery. <laughs> Yeah. He likes yeah. a little bit of rule breaking. Yeah. He mm-hmm. gave Harry back yeah. the map. At the, so. yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. like he's so. It's he's just he's serious. He's friend. so cute. Right. They're biffs. Ugh. I will say, Kim Vale in the chat says I also get the vibe that Molly defaults to thinking she's a better parent since she has seven kids, where Sirius is new to his godfather role, which makes makes her uncomfortable even though she gets where she's coming from but that's true yeah. like you know you get those parents who are like well i had eight like, kids so like i know what i'm doing like don't parent yeah. shame one right. two every child is different anyways so even if you For had sure. eight kids or seven kids each kid you parented differently i'm going to tell you that as from my experience of being the youngest i was parented different very much differently than all of my siblings oh same same. My little sister gets away with everything. I'm sure that, that, I'm, I'm sure that my family thinks the same way. Like Marty's right. the only one. Like when we were kids, he had a curfew that like stuck. Um, but he was also like, great. None of us were bad kids, but like, um, he's one time he was like, "Didn't you guys ever get grounded?" And I was like, "Yeah." If you for, if you didn't mention it long enough, aka like two days, they'd forget, and you'd be like, "I'm going out." And they're like, "All right, bye." Like, I never. I'm like, I was given a curfew and then didn't follow it and didn't get in trouble. <laughs> Also, I wasn't doing anything wrong or illegal or bad. I was just like at my friend's house all night where he got in trouble. (laughs) But he's also Marty. You know what I mean? I, uh, being the youngest, had kind of like not free reign, but I was, (laughs) I don't want to sound like a snot, but I was a really good kid. Like I didn't get into anything that was bad. I was always in sports and doing something. Mm -hmm. But like my senior year, like Friday nights after like football games, my parents would let me stay out. Like sometimes I'd drive home at like two in the morning. What was I doing? I was playing Mario Kart and smash. (laughs) I was like playing video games with my friends. And like, so yeah, none of us, if my sister, I don't know if my sister would have been allowed to do any of that. So, and like my sister didn't get her license until she was 18. I got mine when I was 16, right? Like the day that I could. So like we were different in that respect, but I was also, um, I don't know, brave kid, like, got out there, like, yeah, like, well, that's, like, Matt had to get his, my parents told him he had to get his license so he could drive Marty to school, um, and himself, and then, like, Marty and I really were the ones that were, like, we turned 16, we wanted our license, like, we, none of us were bad kids, genuinely, um, never really did anything crazy in high school, um, and so, like, him getting in trouble for being out past curfew, I think because he like didn't call him and was like Marty about it, which <laughs> he'd be like, eh, I'm Marty. I can do what I want kind of thing. Or like, I just didn't say anything. Like my, I remember like I was out like really, really late one night. And again, I was at my friend's house. We were doing nothing, probably watching movies or watching something and like crying, laughing probably about watching it. watching Harry like, Potter. That's all, literally that's all we did. <gasps> so my dad was like, you know, you can't be doing this all the time. Like coming home at like four o'clock in the morning, but we weren't doing, she just also lived kind of far away. Yeah. So like, I would still like, I would, I didn't even have a car. Like I would take my dad's. So like I would still come home and they never said anything to me about it. 
only child over they're, here. They're, they're too oh. tired to care, Sarah. They're oh. too tired to care. It wasn't until I got to college did I get... Oh, no, no. I did get in trouble when I was a senior, but that's a whole other thing, but not bad. What were we talking about? Parenting styles. Ah. Parenting styles. Yeah. Got it. My yes. parents were extremely overprotective. Well, you're the only one. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> that I think, like, was an exact <laughs> uh, replica of my mother. Oh, oh, oh I see your dad more overprotective. Oh, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. I he remember. He tried to tell me one time I wanted to go to a concert in Pittsburgh. And this was like sophomore year of co- No, freshman year of college. I tried to. I wanted to go to a concert in Pittsburgh. And he tried to tell me that my car insurance wouldn't work if I crossed <gasps> state lines. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, you're a liar. <laughs> like a liar. <laughs> so funny. You're a liar, dad. <laughs> I would just like to, like, I stopped asking, like, this sounds awful. But, like, if if my parents truly didn't want me to do something, I wasn't going to do it. But, like, I stopped kind of asking them if I could do things when I was, like, 16-ish. Like, I remember we, when I was a freshman, all of my friends, we were going to Indiana to, like, visit this girl's friend's college. And, like, some of them were like, I didn't even tell my mom I was going. And I, or I lied. And I'm like, I just told my mom, hey, I'm going to Indiana just in case something happens. They were like, they wouldn't think like, oh, that's not Sarah. She's in Toledo. <laughs> right. Um, but I remember when we were 21, we were all 21, we decided to go to the casino downtown and Megan's dad called her like 15 times, like before he's like, are you there yet? What are you doing? Well, uh. And I was like, saying, oh my gosh, it's like crazy. I'm like, you guys never call me. And my mom just goes, that's because we're afraid of you, Sarah. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. But like, I always, like when I travel and things, like I always that make sure I text them. That was the day that Katie and, like, and I got engaged. Nope. No, it wasn't. Nope. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that was another time. Moving on. <laughs> no, that was a fun oh, night though. I looked really night. cute that day. My hair was super short and blonde and I had that blue dress on. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember what I had for breakfast two hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) There's a picture from um, that night. You could have taken a picture of my breakfast. This was two hours ago. All right. Parenting styles. Moving on. Harry Potter. What? So Mrs. Weasley knows she's losing this fight. So from the chapter. Well, said Mrs. Weasley, breathing deeply and looking around the table for support that did not come. Well, I can see I'm going to be overruled. I'll just say this. Dumbledore must have had his reasons for not wanting Harry to know too much. And speaking as speaking as someone who has got Harry's best interest at heart. He's not your son, said Sirius quietly. He's as good as, says Mrs. Weasley fiercely. Who else has he got? He's got me. Yes, said Mrs. Mrs. Weasley, her lip curling. The thing is, it's been rather difficult for you to look after him while you've been locked up in Azkaban, hasn't it? Low blow. Low blow, A, B. Petty Betty. I wonder if, if Harry wasn't in this situation, in this moment that he is, like how he would have felt like literally hearing the words coming out of Molly's Weasley. Like, he's basically my kid. Like, don't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's heartwarming. It is. Sirius started to rise from his chair. Molly, you're not the only person at this table who cares about Harry, said Remus sharply. Sirius, sit down. I like that both you and I don't see Lupin from the <laughs> book. We weird. change it to Remus. It sounds weird to me. <laughs> well, like, it's why too, do they call... It's, it's not personal enough for Katie. No, it's right? like, on a first Lupin. name basis. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, Remus is the voice of reason here. He's like, listen... Everybody at this table cares about Harry. They're literally fighting over have, the same thing. Yeah, like we all have his best <laughs> what interest did we at do? heart. We did that before. We were arguing about agreeing with each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's so true. Like they're just 
they're both trying to get to the same end goal. Like they want Harry to be safe. They just don't. They the journey there is different for both of them. Remus says Middlehead, always. Um. So what is that from? Fantastic Beasts. That's right. Crimes of Grindelwald. Middlehead. Middlehead. So Remus says that he thinks Harry ought to have a say. He's old enough to decide for himself. So of course Harry says he wants to know what's going on. As he says this, though, he doesn't look at Mrs. Weasley because what she said really did touch him about being just as good as his son. But he's also impatient at her molly coddling, which I think is hilarious because her name's Molly. (laughs) Molly coddling. And according to Harry, Sirius was right. He was not a child, which is true. He's not a child, but Molly's also right. He's not an adult either. He's in that weird in between right now. Yeah. He's a raging teenager. (laughs) And here's the thing with Harry. He has because of his position, he has to grow up faster than For the sure, others. Unfortunately. Right. Mrs. Weasley tries to get Ginny, Ron, Hermione, Fred, and George to leave. Obviously, they are not happy about that. Fred and George are of age, as they remind her, and Mrs. We- Mr. Weasley even agrees, like, legally, you literally can't stop them from staying. And Ron points out that Harry will tell just him and Hermione everything anyway, <laughs> but he does say, you will, won't you? And for a second... Harry considers telling him <laughs> I mean, no. Even if he said no, he, he would. still would go out there and be like, all right, so I this know. is what happened. What happened? He, he considers yeah. telling him no just to see how he likes being kept in the dark. But the nasty impulse vanished almost immediately. Um, and Ginny's the only one forced out, and she's so unhappy about it, she wakes up Mrs. Black again. <laughs> I will say, as the only the youngest child, I would totally do she that. She probably I walked would, by and was like, Wake up. <laughs> I, you know what I would do? Yes. I would have slammed. I probably would have got. This is sa- Sassy Sarah from my childhood. Um, excuse me. Sassy who? Sa- Sassy Sasa. Thank you. <laughs> I probably would have gotten up very abruptly from the table, knocked my chair down, wouldn't pick it up, slammed the door. You know what I used to do as a kid? You are so bad. You know what I used to do? I used to take my door and slam it, but like, like over and over again. Okay. Meg's <laughs> parents' house has no too. more. None of our doors have door jams. None of them because they are just slammed off. What is wrong with you two? <laughs> I didn't do that. I but didn't do any of that. They're all like saloon I would be doors like, now. Boom, 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 There's no, boom, boom. yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, it swung at me, and I was like, <laughs> well, like I put on door handles on my door. And then you go door. to crack your mom. I'm sorry. I'm door. Yeah, the room that I moved into, like after my my aunt lived with us for a couple of years, and then she moved out, and then my brother moved in um, to that room. So I moved into his little room, which really wasn't really a bedroom, but we made it into one. So like yeah, it didn't yeah, yeah. have um, like a door handle. It also locked from the outside and I made my, like I took it off because I didn't trust my sister. Cause I'm like, she would lock me in here. <laughs> crazy. I, I guarantee you my sister would have locked me in there had I not taken that down. Um, but I had like a handle that was just like this. And I remember when we took the carpet out of the big room, which is Bridget's room, the door wouldn't like, it would just swing like a good yeah, swing. Yeah. And it swung open and then <laughs> it hit the, the wall. There was an indent Ooh. in the wall of the handle. Ooh. But um, I would have made sure the door was slammed. I would have stomped my little feet all the way up to my room and slammed the door some more. I would have stomped in front of the portrait and then stomped upstairs just to make sure she woke up. <laughs> yeah. Guys are nuts. Guys are nuts. I would have stomped out there and I would have been like, wake up and then i would have just kept running and i would have been like this is stupid like screaming the whole hey. i would have said some swears well, yeah, Berga, guess what i'll tell you what i would have done i would have walked up the steps i would have looked back at my mother and i'd have been like Shoo, and opened the door 
<laughs> just like open them while looking her directly in the eyes and be like <laughs> what <laughs> oh Katie would have just gone upstairs and sat on the Katie bed Katie would have been, been like oh, I would have oh you don't want me to know okay but like I'm <laughs> surprised that they like didn't have Jenny in on the conversation like after like I know Hermione he's going to tell Ron in. and Hermione but like I also would have told Jenny you know being like meet me in my room don't tell Ron <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're not there yet though. Correct. They're not there yet. Correct. Right. And then you know Hermione wouldn't tell her. No. Mm-mm. She wouldn't. Nah. She's a rule abider. So Sirius opens the floor. So what does Harry want to know? So he asks a lot of the same questions that he asked Ron and Hermione when he first got there. Where's Voldemort? What's he doing? Um Harry says that he's been watching the Muggle news for anything that looks like him. And Sirius is like, well, you wouldn't have seen anything because there really hasn't been any kind of activity. There's no suspicious death so far that we know. And he says, and we know quite a lot. And Remus says more than he thinks we do anyway. So here's like, well, why has he stopped killing people? And Sirius says it's because he doesn't want to draw attention to himself right now. It would be dangerous because he messed up his comeback or rather Harry did because Harry wasn't supposed to survive. So basically only the deceased snackers were supposed to know. And Harry can now bear witness. And (laughs) (laughs) you can finish your thought. Uh, The very last person Voldemort would want to know that he was back was Dumbledore. And Harry literally told Dumbledore immediately that he was back. Um, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! You wanted it to be a. He wanted it to be a surprise. The best surprise. Oh, I remember. Surprise! I remember. Don't you think at this point Voldemort should know that he has trouble killing Harry and he should have planned for this? Well, why do you have to monologue so long? Listen, it was beautiful. Monologue. <laughs> monologue. I'm gonna monologue to you and then kill you. What? What? <laughs> this is Voldemort the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemort. The musical. <laughs> I want to kill Harry Voldemort. <laughs> Someone needs to write a show I want a kick line at the yes. end. <laughs> With Voldy and his white legs. <laughs> oh my god. Did, didn't oh. Ray Fiennes have to wear like nylons or like tights when he was filming? I, I don't think know. you're right. I think he did. Did he? Why? I don't he was know. He's covered up by a cloak. You see his legs, don't you? Like Beyonce, <laughs> was it Beyonce? Who had the leg thing? <laughs> what you're talking was Rihanna. about? Or uh, jo- that Jolene girl. Yes. Jolie. Burlesque Voldy. So Harry, <laughs> being Harry, is like, well, how does that help? And Bill is the one who says, well, because Dumbledore is the only one that Voldemort has ever been scared of. <laughs> who has <laughs> ever been scared of? Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> must have typed Voldy and then continue Voldemort. <laughs> what is Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> Um, and because of Harry, Dumbledore was able to call the order back together within an hour of, I said it again, Voldemort returning. Um, so Harry then asked, well, what's the order been doing? So basically they've been working as hard as they can to make sure that Voldemort can't carry out his plans. That's a pretty generic answer for Sirius, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. And Harry's like, well, how do you know what his plans are? Well, yeah. Remus (laughs) Remus says, well, Dumbledore has a shrewd idea, and Dumbledore's shrewd ideas normally turn out to be accurate. Uh, you darn right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You darn tootin'. Any hoosies. Voldemort's most likely wanting to gain an army back. Like, back in the day, he had, I guess, he had huge numbers in his command. 
So I wonder how many is a huge number of people. Um, well, I shouldn't just say people, because so he, be, back right. in the day, um, they got people by bullying and bewitching them, part of them. They had the Death Eaters, and then they also had a bunch of dark creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't just witches and wizards. It was a multitude of people. More or less than what was in the lake. <clears throat> I don't know if those are... Oh, you know what? I think some of them are followers, but I also think some of them are just peeps. They were like, you did. Bye. Yeah, and I wonder also, so say there was like... Did we ever decide if it was all people or if there was any viscousness? Viscous. Like, you know, like (laughs) it was like... 90% 90% human, 10% water. I'm not water. doing this with you. Do you no, know, but genuinely. <laughs> well, it has to be. Does it? Cause, or is there it was, just there like w- the remains of the people? No, there was water. Decap- or de- it, it, uh, decaying. They're not the decaying. They're in fury. So they look like you and me. Well, they look like in fury. They look like zombies. Yes. Zombies are decaying. They might not decay like you yeah, and Yeah, but I they're would. not going to completely decay. No, I understand that. But would, that's what I'm saying. Is there... Never mind. There's water. Okay. That's all I'm asking. It's 10% water. Thank do you, you want that? Yeah. You wanted the math? I do. Okay. That's it. It's canon. You heard it from here first. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's my idea about how Voldemort put people in the lake. So I think it's people that he murdered. He punted. Poo. Yes. He punted them across. <laughs> <Through her shoulder. laughs> but I also think that he could have taken them so like say there was do you think he made them walk the plank no say there was like a battle and death eaters died because they don't go into bits don't let that confuse you um but maybe he like took those bodies and put them in too like oh you're still gonna right. so it's not just me. enemies yeah like you're no yeah, I agree. you're still gonna yeah. be part of my army but yeah. i think i think part oh. of it too is like yeah sorry say i'm Voldemort <laughs> and you're a death guy right and you did me wrong sure avada kedavra into like into you the lake yeah yeah it's yeah. like hades that's exactly yeah. what i said yeah. you did i remember that yeah Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes, which is like messed up at the end, where he like he's like, ah, either I hate when he's him. reaching, he's like, <laughs> but I think it's all very personal. So Vinny oh. brings up in the chat that maybe he summoned bodies from graveyards. I don't know because only if he had something to do with their deaths. I feel like whatever Voldemort does has purpose and mm-hmm. is very thought out and do you personal think his with family him. Members are in the lake. Do you think the riddles are there? Yeah. Well, doubt it. the bones are in the graveyard, so. Oh, yeah, true. No. Of just his father. Yeah, but why are you going to do one and not the other? Do you think he needed, he, that was part of his plan was coming up with that spell, so he just knew he in needed case. the dad? Possible. So maybe, maybe they are. Do you think the gaunts are in there? Yeah. Looking gaunty. Orphan for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, I yep. like to Debbie the episodes right. with a lot of Voldemort like talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carly says the Regulus is definitely in there. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Sure. That's super sad. Woo! It literally gave. Do we me, like, talk a about Regulus in this chapter or the next one? The Not next in this one. one. Okay, I have things to say about that too. So. <laughs> I have things to say. No, I really, I, I do. I have things to say about that um, and things that we've speculated before, but I'm not. Sorry. Okay. Not going to say that on here. Right um, now. And then, so they mentioned going back. <laughs> Uh, to the chapter. They mentioned that he um, is trying to recruit giants, um, and that's just one of the groups that he is after. Um, and when I first read that, I saw um, glands, and I was like, he's after glands? What? <laughs> the order, um, they're trying to stop him from gaining so many followers. 
um, by convincing as many people as possible that Voldemort has returned and really kind of to put them at guard, which is easier said than done. Um, and one of the big reasons for that is that the ministry's attitude, I don't, that's not the right spelling of ministries. <laughs> <laughs> the ministry's attitude um, about the whole situation basically is because Fudge is in denial. Um, and so they're trying to qualm all of their fears by saying there's nothing to fear. Um, I hope and he knows how to swim if he's yeah. in denial. Um. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll end up in the lake for a whole different reason. That Ooh. was a jungle cruise yep. joke. Um, <laughs> Harry asks the question of the year. Why is he being so stupid? Why is he stupid? Dumbledore. Why? That's a simple answer. Dumbledore. True. Fudge is Dumbledore, afraid of Harry. Dumbledore. Dumbledore, <laughs> Dumbledore, Dumbledore. It's a drinking thing, I think. I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, Fudge is fair to Dumbledore. What's he's up to? Um, you know, Dumbledore must be plotting to overthrow Fudge because Dumbledore wants to be the Minister of Magic. Not correct. Um, but let us be honest. Yes. All right. If Albus, Percival, Wolfric, Brian, Dumbledore wanted to be Minister of Magic, Tiffany's dude would be would be the minister of magic. You're no not question. wrong. You're not wrong. <sighs> not but allegedly, any doubt. Dumbledore did not and doesn't want the job, even nope. when there was a lot of people that wanted him to have it, yeah. especially after Millicent Bagnold retired, but Fudge came into power instead. Mm. Um, but he's never forgotten how many people supported Dumbledore for the job when he wasn't even running. Jelly. Do you think that Dumbledore regrets not becoming no. Minister no. of Magic? Because no. this would, like, if he was Minister right now, it would have made this so much easier. But he doesn't know but what he also, would have done with that power. But I also think that True. it would have made other things difficult. True. Like, who would have been in charge at Hogwarts, Hogwarts for Harry to be protected? Because really, the biggest reason that Harry's being protected at Hogwarts is because Dumbledore is there and Baldy is scared of Dumbledore. So let's talk about Didn't Millicent. Didn't down that fast. <laughs> but no. Well, no, I'm just saying, I can like. I understand where you're coming from. It would make, <clears throat> it would make this a lot easier if the ministry seeming, could just fully be on board. so. But like we say, actions have consequences. We don't know what the consequences Do would we be. say that? You did in your section. <laughs> it was green. I also think, though, like, you don't know, like, yes, it would have made this part easier, but it might have made other parts more difficult. Yeah, it, it, I, I mean. It's fine, whatever. Take. Keep going. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about millie Baby. millicent bagnold give me um so on the wizardingworld.com they talk about ministers of magic so she was minister of magic from 1980 to 1990 so that's a 10 year span but just look kind of fresh correct he's only been minister for six years <laughs> well five years now but he's gonna be he has one more year he doesn't know huh. it's yet I love him <laughs> <laughs> but uh his time is closing out. He's on the downward spiral of his job. He's they don't have stale. roles like the United States presidents. Four years. No. Correct. New election. Correct. So from the Wizarding World, it says a highly able minister had to answer to the International Confederacy of Wizards for the number of breaches of the International Statute of Secrecy on the day and night following Harry Potter's survival of Lord Voldemort's attack. Um, acquitted herself magnificently when the with the now infamous words, I assert our inalienable right to party. <laughs> <laughs> I did not read this beforehand, and that's probably 
probably my favorite you line. You gotta has fight come out. for your right <laughs> to, to fight. fight. No, no, no! You have to fight through inalienable rights, <laughs> <laughs> which drew cheers from all present. Um, I think that's amazing. But I'm think, not like, sorry. Think of like how her ten years went, right? Mm. So it started like she's got a she's got some work to do. Voldemort's coming up. Things are happening. She was there Within the two whole time. years, he's gone. And she's like, holla, party. We're inalienable writing party. What? I don't know words. <laughs> and then she like ran with it and then retired. <clears throat> so Fudge knows. And we know Dumbledore is smarter than he is. Hmm. And significantly more powerful. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Fudge used to ask Dumbledore for help and advice when he first got the job. But now Fudge is very power hungry and he's confident in the ish he's running um, with the ministry, which you're not great at your job, dude. Um, so he's convinced himself that he is smarter than Dumbledore and he won't let himself believe that Voldemort is back because it is easier than the alternative. And I have a quote from the book. It says it is much more comfortable to convince himself Dumbledore's lying to destabilize him. Yeah. So he's refusing because he's so power hungry and he's so confident in his ability to run the, the wizarding world of England, you know, the UK and all that stuff um, that he's in denial. So anyways, it's hard to convince people that Voldemort is back when the ministry is saying that there's nothing to fear when it comes to him. And they're telling the prophet not to report anything about what Dumbledore is saying Really, so they can keep everything hush-hush, so not even to put that thought into people's minds. You look like you want to say something. No, it's just, I'm just thinking about him and how he's working so hard to cover it up when he might have to do just as much work to actually accept that he's back and try and fight against mm-hmm. him. You know, it's like, where are you putting your effort? Mm-hmm. And it really is infuriating. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so the majority of the wizarding public doesn't know anything and they're more susceptible to the imperious curse that death leaders would have no issue 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 using. And realistically, a lot of the members of the order can't or won't be trusted um, people to tell others about the return of the Jedi. I mean, the return of Voldemort. <laughs> I thought you seriously made that mistake. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as a recap, a lot of people, I would say 99% of people think that Sirius Black is a mass murderer. Um, Lupin is a werewolf. What? Tonks and Arthur would both lose their jobs. Yeah. And they need people inside the ministry to spy because, you know, Voldy will have his own people there too. Um, And then it goes on to talk about that both Tonks and Kingsley are very good to have on the team of the order because they're both Aurors. Um, And again, going back to having people in the ministry, um, Kingsley is in charge of the hunt against Sirius. So he keeps feeding incorrect information on his whereabouts. You know, rumor has it Sirius is in Tibet. Can we just Kingsley? Yeah. Thank you. I love good like, I That'll be a good Felix Files. Like, let's just He's snaps a, for Kingsley. A super quality you know who character. I picture for Kingsley. Um, Detective Bubbles from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, what I think would be like a good one now is Idris Elba. Also, he's just really yeah. good looking. I don't know who that is. <gasps> you know who he was he in is. Cats. It's probably the role he's best known for. <laughs> oh, I see that. I can see that. I like that. <laughs> Everyone saw that movie. Was right? he the Rum Tum Tugger? Yep. I thought you were serious, Katie. 
What? That, like that's what he's best known no, for? No, no, no. I was saying I could see him as Kingsley. That's <laughs> that, that. I, I know. I thought you were being like, I thought you were saying oh, like, like, oh, like oh, saying like, oh. yeah, you're right. You're right. Like <laughs> that is the thing he's best known for. That was Katie just like making the connection of who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know him. He was wrong. Oh, he was in the no, office. He wasn't wrong Tom Carter. He, oh, was, um, he was the bad guy. He was in Cahoots with T-Swizzle. Cahoots? Cahoots. What? T-Swizzle was, name? was starts not with nice. An M. T-Swizzle was bad, Katie. Starts with an M. <laughs> bad kid. No, kiddie. that's the magical Mustafelis. Oh, yeah. Little clump of fur. I'll look it up. Oh, what is his name? I don't know. Who does Id- who did Idris Elba play in Cats? I just think it's like so funny to me. So like Kingsley's like in charge of Sirius and he's like sitting across the table. He's like, So where do you want to be tomorrow? Like, do you want to go somewhere else? Like yeah. You probably wouldn't want to have that conversation he with like Sirius because Sirius down. is like, don't talk to me about not being in this house. He like sits down at the table at the ministry and he's like, hear me out. Tibet. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he's been there for seven years. <laughs> seven years in Tibet. Mr. McCavity. McCavity. Yes. Yeah, I could see him also. Yeah, more so than Rum Tum Tugger. So, <laughs> Sirius is... It's not serious. Harry's beginning to like wonder, all right, so basically you're telling me you guys want the word out there, but no one's actually getting the word out there. And they're like, uh, I'm going to read from the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Activity. So (laughs) that glare from the chapter. They're trying to discredit him, said Lupin. Didn't you see the Daily Prophet last week? Oh, Lupin, you should know by now. Harry doesn't read. <sighs> they reported that he had been voted out of the chairmanship of the International Confederation of Wizards because he's getting old and losing his grip. But it's not true. He was voted out by Ministry Wizards after he made a speech announcing Voldemort's return. They've demoted him from Chief Warlock on the Wizagamot. That's the High Wizard... Nope. <laughs> That's the Wizard High Court... And they're talking about taking away his Order of Merlin first class, too. But Dumbledore says he doesn't care about what they do as long as they don't take him off the chocolate frog card, said Bill, grinning. It's not a laughing matter, Bill. But that's, that's hilarious. so funny, though. That's, like, just so Dumble. He's like, just like, mm, I just really want my chocolate frog card. <clears throat> take everything else I think else that, away. like, had things not happened with, like, the things we're saying in Fantastic Beasts and his sister and all of these things... At one point in time, being on all of those things would have mattered to Dumbledore. Now he's literally like, Voldemort's back. Back This stuff is not worth my time, money, and effort. I got to go fight this dude. Do you think his um, chocolate frog card automatically updated to not have those things on them anymore? Ooh. I think they do. I bet it is magic. Or maybe it puts a year, like was from this date to this date on this committee. Accurate. Get out. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. I wrote Dumbledore isn't scared. As long as he stays on the frog card, he's good. Arthur's worried though, because realistically right. <laughs> True. Dumbledore could land himself in jail if he keeps going this way, and that's the last thing they want or need. Which is true. It's also kind of like he's literally not doing anything illegal, but I could see him being like on trumped up charges being like, ask a man for you. Yeah. You gotta say Dumbledore's got style. (laughs) (laughs) I love that line. Um, and this is from another quote from the book. While you know, while you know who knows Dumbledore's out there and wise to what he's up to, he's going to go cautiously for a while. If Dumbledore's out of the way, well, you know who will have a clear field. 
And I wrote, Voldemort, Voldemort is scared of Dumbledore. And why should Voldemort have to come out of like hiding or anything like that or do any of this work when the ministry is doing it for him? Correct. Correct. And yes, Voldemort has people within the ministry right now, and he always has. Mm-hmm. I mean, even besides Malfoy, like mm-hmm. um, Pious Thickness. Thickness. And who else? Uh, Dalahov. Dalahov. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of them. McNair. Like McNair. They're already all there. But even if they like weren't doing any of the work, Fudge is doing this to himself. Correct. Yeah. Like he's, we talked about he's last like, night. He's like, oh, Voldemort come back let me just plow this snow right on out of here yeah like they're literally like they're setting all of these things up to make it so easy for them they're literally like think on vacation with voldemort they're like kicking their feet up they're having their wine pigs out they're They're having their coffee think of like deathly hollows like how easy it is to transition the ministry to what it becomes in Deathly Hallows because Fudge literally just plows the way for it to happen. Doesn't Lupin say, like, effectively, like, Voldemort is the Minister of Magic? He says that somewhere in Seven. Yeah. yeah. I think when he meets Well, because Harry he's imperious. At, at Grimald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's a dark time. We don't talk about that. I'm sorry. So Voldemort is break. able to keep himself, quote, hidden from the general public knowing he is back because he's a sneaky snake. Um, and when it comes to recruiting new members for his death and eating club, um, they <laughs> use tricks, jinxes, and blackmails. Death <laughs> and eating club. I'm really trying not to be my bitch. <laughs> um, and so he is uh, good at secret things, and gathering new recruits isn't his only plan. Um, <clears throat> so we know he likes he likes secrets. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret, secret, secret. How, what was the beginning of that show? Pretty Little Liars. Like two can keep a secret if one, one of, them of them is, is dead. dead. The dark person in me is like, I like that line a lot. Uh, anyways, they're vague when it comes to the other things that Voldemort is after. Um, and Sirius and Lupin kind of share a look. And Harry's like, uh, so uh, what, what you talking about? Um, and I said, not home guy. Cause you know, Voldemort is not my home guy needs to be self stealthy to get what he's after. It's some kind of weapon, um, and it's something he didn't have before. And Harris starts to ask what kind of weapon he is after, and he literally says the killing curse, the full two words, Avada Kedavra. Good thing he didn't have his wand out. <laughs> Good thing he didn't have his wand out. Um, Could kill someone. And that's, like, he's literally like, well, what's worse than that? Like, what's worse than the killing curse? I personally think getting a Dementor's kiss or being crucioed so much that you literally Malfoy. don't remember who your son is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, or as Hermione's words, being expelled. That's worse than death. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to bed for I come with another clever idea to just kill or worse, expelled. So Molly's like, uh, yeah, this is done. We're not talking about this anymore. So she ends it right there. Tells him she wants them all in bed right now. Right now. And then Fred begins to protest, telling her, you can't boss me around. And her mom responds, watch me. <laughs> so they've given a lot of information to Harry and really a lot of things he's asked, you know, except for now. He's might as well just be inducted into the order. And uh, Harry wants to join. He wants to fight. Um, and then somebody cuts Harry off. And surprisingly, it isn't Molly. Who says it? It was Lupin. It was Remus. It's Remus. Remus. RJ Lupin. Uh, present. 
How do you know everything? How is it she knows everything? It's on a suitcase, Ronald. Ronald. Oh, they probably say that when they're old too. How do you know everything? And smarter than you. I'm just kidding. So the order is comprised of what Remus is saying. The order is comprised of only overage wizards, he said. Wizards who have left school, he added as Fred and George opened their mouths. There are dangers of which you can have no idea. Any of you. I think Molly's right, Sirius. We've said enough. And I wonder part of this, too, is like, I wonder if, like, he's just also worried about, like, yes, they want to give him information. And, like, you, we don't, we didn't really get to see Remus's, um, how he felt about the whole thing in the discussion before in this chapter with Molly and Sirius going back and forth. Because he does, like, that's also his friend's kid, and that's also someone he cares about. And we know, obviously, he says he cares about Harry, but, like, I wonder how he truly feels, like, it's a sticky situation. For I think them he's all like a in. middle ground. I think that Remus tends to think ahead more than Sirius. Where Sirius, I agree. I think yeah. he Sirius, always did. Yes, <laughs> Sirius is like, well, he needs to know things, and Remus is like, but do you know how Harry is? If he knows too much, he will try to fix it on his own. Yeah, and that's the last thing that they need him. But to I do. also think that um, as much as Sirius is like, that's my godson. Remus kind of knows him a little bit better. He does. Like he spent significantly more time with him. Um, and I like, that's kind of like hard. If you take a step back, it's like kind of hard for like Harry. Cause he's like, serious is my guy. Like, this is my, like we're friends. He's my dad's best friend, whatever else. But like Molly's been there for you a ton. Arthur's been there for you a ton. Remus has been there for you a ton. And like, I think Remus to is also a really see them like for Harry he's choosing serious like he's like yeah i'm serious yeah da, da, da. not i just think that's hard for i wonder if that's hard for them like right. molly and for sure but Remus i mean at the end see. of like they play devil's advocate to harry because sure. they are like true adult figures true not saying i mean and we talked about this t- to no end with serious's character profile but like he's not the best role model for harry so like he tends to think of harry more as an adult than he should Whereas and as a best mate, yeah. Of, whereas Remus yeah. can understand Sirius's side mm-hmm. and why he's thinking mm-hmm. those things, but he also is more reasonable and is like, "Listen, Harry is hot-headed. Yeah. He will try to figure these things out on his own. The last thing we need is for him to go and put himself in harm's way, which yeah. he ends up doing at the end of this book." Yeah. So, well, realistically, out of those three adults, if we chose Remus, Molly, and Sirius. Remus knows him the best. He spent the most time. And I know that he's been in Molly's life, but he has not spent as much time. Not to say she doesn't know him and not to say that Sirius doesn't know him, but um, I think Lupin knows him and has seen him and watched him like every day for a year, really for all those, however many months school is. Agreed. Um, It's hard. And there was something else I was going to say. I don't remember what it was. Cool. Um, so yeah, all right. Serious man. Plus ends another chapter. Well, I didn't finish my notes. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Read it. Read it. And so Sirius didn't argue. He's probably like, Ramus, you're right. I'll smooch you later. <laughs> <laughs> and one by one, the kids left the table. Read the last part. The kids left. Oh. That's not mine. <laughs> it's blue. It's blue. Says Sarah Smells. I don't know who Sarah is. I'm coffee. 
awful smells. <laughs> Lightning bolt round. We got some. Oh, I want to do, like, because people always ask, like, why, how come, like, Remus didn't get hairy? I think because even Remus if he was offered what? hairy, like, as a kid, like, oh, you know how, how he went to the Dursleys? I oh, literally I think, think if he had offered, this. I'm sure we have. Yeah. People also bring it up. I think if he had offered, he would have said no. He doesn't feel like he was worthy enough. Correct. And we see in the book seven, he doesn't think he's worthy enough to have a kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're better than you give yourself credit for, Remus. 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 I agree. All right. So from Carly, what would you use as Order of the Phoenix headquarters besides Grimald Place? Hogwarts? No. The hog's head. (laughs) Not really. Um, I would have Sims up a place. The Shrieking Shack. Oh, yeah. Shrieking that Shack. That probably would have been a good one. Been a good one. Yeah. Just fix it. You'd have to fix that place up, too. <laughs> yeah. At least there's nothing breeding. That we know of. True. Mm. Ghosties. I'm trying to With think. toasties. Uh, maybe. Not, mm. Harry has a lot of money. He could have bought a place. Yeah. I was trying to think. Make somewhere in Godric's Hollow. That's too obvious. Yeah. Spinner's in. Maybe the Tower of London. Snape could have offered it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They could have just like they bought a house. <laughs> they could have just like bought a house in Hogsmeade and converted it to something because it's close to Hogwarts, but it's also like a wizarding community. I don't so. know if I would go wizarding community. I think I would stick with Muggle. I think you'd muggle. have to stay Muggle, yeah. You think so? Yeah. yeah it's more it's d- yeah. undetectable. Yeah. True. Because yeah. if you're in a wizarding community, more people are likely to notice that you're... Come coming and going yeah true um carly asks name your harry coming to headquarters dinner Ooh, pizza yorkshire pudding and roast (gasps) pot roast pot roast potats syrups you know i don't like parsnips Uh, Vinny asks, how would you decorate your magical house? Taylor Swift magical portraits aside. What? Mine would be magical portraits of my cats everywhere. Oh my god, yes. What was the question? How would you decorate your house with magical magical portraits? I don't know. I'd have like a magic couch that would like lean back and put a blanket on me without me even asking. And then like um, a... Tiffany's like, I don't know, but let me tell you in great detail. I don't know, but (laughs) this is exactly what I would do. Something that does the dishes. Anything? Oh, yes, that. Yes. Oh my god. I like doing the dishes. Oh my god. Walk yourself upstairs. No, every time I do the dishes, I hand wash dishes. I love doing it. I've loved it since I was a kid. You want to come over? Yeah, come on over. Yeah, because I don't like doing other. I'll do. I did Tiffany's dishes yesterday. She's very sweet. Um. I I really like minimalistic <laughs> as of right now like artwork like lines artwork like a almost like a portrait of like a person but it's just a like a line like it's not detailed at all yeah. and then maybe like depending on my mood it would change mm-hmm. or like I could just point and be like have the line like you know do something else for the day you know sure <laughs> just move around Gabrielle asks, <clears throat> what do you think a Bogart looks like by itself? And I like what, I think Carly said it. She said, it, I imagine it looks like a ditto. Like, just like a bob. Oh, yeah! Ditto. That now that's morph. canon. I know. I liked it a lot. I don't think, is a ditto pink? It yeah. is. I think yeah, it would be like, gray, I think it'd be like black. a disillusionment charm. Like, it would just, <gasps> you could see I the love outline, that. but it would be like wavy. I love like that. Like, floaty like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you could kind of, kind of like a demiguise where you can kind of yeah, yeah, see yeah, 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 what yeah, they're yeah. doing. Yes. Yeah. What say you, Meg? Ditto? I liked the ditto. Okay. 
Ellie asks, how would you have tried to remove the portrait of Sirius's mom? Burn it! Just burn it off the wall. <laughs> Bean fire, I bet you would oh. get her off the wall. Yeah, yeah. it would and also rocks, burn your yeah. house. Yeah, but like, if you do, here's the thing. If you do it correctly and know what you're doing and you aren't crab being a Richard, you wouldn't burn the house down. Possible. That's true. Dumbledore could do it. I would build like, yeah. I would just build a frame around it. Like box it <laughs> like, in. Not oh yeah, curtains, no. Do like, like put like a box over it and then put an Im- imperturbable charm on the box <gasps> so and that like, like even if she like does scream, you can't hear it. Yeah. Silencing charm. And then put a portrait over it of like a muggle family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put, no, put the portrait of a scream. <laughs> oh! So good. One time oh. in art class we were making like, I don't know if we were making replicas, but I made a replica of the scream. It wasn't great, but my idea of it was a donut screaming, and Homer Simpson was behind. <laughs> the donut. That's amazing! That's somebody incredible. draw it. Somebody draw I think, it. I'm pretty sure I'm. I think I came up with it. I might have seen it online, That's but I awesome. swear I remember doing it. <laughs> but you know how memories are; they're not always correct. Carly asked, "Would Nagini have been able to actually get the prophecy since it wasn't about her?" No. Oh. No, I think that but she's she got was probably just soul in there. Yeah, but I think she was probably just sent there to just spy. Scoping it out. Yeah, scope out the space. Or even to attack. Scope it out. Yeah, but Anything. like her yeah. anyone she came into contact so with. So if, if I went up there and I was like, What up? Prophecies. Can I like when Guardian Leviosa that stuff like right out and I'm not touching it but my magic? I don't is? think so. Okay. Just curious. Gabrielle asks, if you could take anything from Grimald Place, what would you take? Serious. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, Nothing right now because it all seems gross. <laughs> I would take Slytherin's locket. I would take mm. Lily's letter. Oh. But it's ripped in half. Not yet. Oh, true. Magic, <laughs> magic get back together. And the but picture you don't of Harry. have the other half. Uh, Snape took the other half. Lily's love, bearing Lily's love. Always. Kim asks, what would be your first legal spell when you came of age? Hockey. Yeah. Well, that's what some of the people said. I'm trying Thousand to think what mine would Akio. be. Yeah, probably Akio. Or like, Akio I'd want to do... Akio that. I'm not moving. Akio to me. Or I'd want to do Lumos just because it looks cool. Like you would night. do what? Lumos, like at night. Or knocks to turn the lights out so you don't have to get out of bed. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. god. It's like a super the clapper. Yes. Yeah. The Lumoser. I mean the Noxer. Uh Gabrielle. I always do five when it's I'm four. doing friends thing. It's four. Yes. There we go. I have a hard time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a Mar- can teach you to clap. Marchismo. Marchismo says I think a bogger looks like a ghastly. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Cool. All the ghastly? Pokemon feels. Oh. Get out. Or a haunter. <laughs> Why are you surprised <laughs> by this? Uh, Gabrielle says, if you could make a business like Fred and George, what would it be? A graphic oh, design business. Mine would be a tea and crumpet shop. I was going to say I've actually shop. talked about, like, in length with my sister about having, like, um, like, a shop where it's, like, drinks, both, like, non-alcoholic and alcoholic, like a, a book bar. So, like, you'd come, you'd hang out, there's cushy chairs, you could read or you could play games. You could just hang out. And there's like 
baked goods and there's like you could either if it's like 11 o'clock in the morning you could have like coffees and teas and like those kinds of things or if it's five o'clock at night you could literally just sit there with a glass of wine or a beer or a coffee um and like there's books all over the place and we called it the library bar i love that open it in tremont that sounds like a very tremontish place yeah agreed Maya or Mia, uh, would your parenting style lean more towards Molly or serious? I would be a Remus. <laughs> I'd like to think. I'm in the middle. I, I probably would I lean a little bit more towards serious. Yeah. But I'm I would a, have Molly tendencies. I'm a super honest person, so like I and I I don't have kids right now, so I can't say. Um, but I would probably just like tell them. But like my parents never like lied to me about things like if i asked my parents like they would just tell me except for certain things that i'm not going to discuss <laughs> i got in trouble for it last episode <laughs> but i mean that's just how i i'm in any all of my things i'm a very honest person so um i just think that they should know but that's just me i do both i'm in the middle with remus it's like an um as like what situation based mm-hmm. you yeah. i agree okay. for sure agreed uh, Gabrielle asks, if you could pick anyone from the order to be minister for magic besides Kingsley, who ah. would it be? Um, Tonks. <laughs> I'm not, it's not funny, funny, but um, besides Kingsley. Dung. I, I think Remus would make a really I good. Gonna I was going to say Remus because I think it would be yeah. really cool to have the diversity of a werewolf be minister for magic. Unfortunately, J.K. Rowling kills him though. So, you know. I happen. just think he'd, he's very level headed. I think he he's is. got a good head on his shoulders um and is able to like mm-hmm. take a step back and be like all right everyone he's, cares he about views harry things from all sides yeah yeah he would be good at that. i think that like back in the day when they were all still in school like i think that <laughs> i think that james and cirrus were like they they have whatever plan and they're both gonna jump in like we're doing it. And Remus is like, all right, you're literally going to get yourselves killed. So why don't we take a step back and not do it like that? And like, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was the one that was like, I think he's calm the mom your of the group. role, scroll your role. Like little calm, like, you know, be able to do. do or that. in those cases where he couldn't get to them quick enough, he was the one cleaning up afterwards. <laughs> every time, every time. Beverly. Beverly. Beverly's here. Has I anyone picked you as their rival without you knowing why example fudge versus dumbledore not to my knowledge i don't know Um, not a rival but like i've had people like i don't know why they don't like me for some reason like that's fine i don't have to everybody like me but it's like what did i do to you you know what i mean yeah but more back in like school yeah i used to work with this woman that didn't like me but i also didn't really care for her like she like you're not my manager you aren't above me in any way but you think that you could tell me what to do that's funny That's it. Um, Mia says, would you have gone fully petty Betty and refused to tell Ron and Hermione about the information the order had finally dished out? Oh, no, I totally would have told them. Well, you know what I would have done? Because I am petty. I would have been like, no, I'm not going to tell you. And then like gone up to them like, no, I told your mom I'm not going to do it. And they're like, yeah, I'll tell you. So I'll give them a hard time, but then I would totally tell them. Okay, last one. Last one from... Amy Lou Mary. No C. one else answered that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Do you think the Bogart is like the opposite of the mirror error said? Like it wouldn't be able to show anything to the most confident person. I think even the most confident person would have, have a fear. Yeah. Yeah. fear. Even if it's something small and simple, like there's always something it can turn into. Right. Fan story? Yes. Yeah. From Sarah Hill. Hi, ladies. Thanks for reading my story. I'm a Ravenclaw, Ravenpuff. I too think I'm a Ravenpuff. My wand is made of willow with phoenix feather core, 14 and a half inches Ooh. and slightly yielding. My Ilvermorny house is Thunderbird. Yes. And my Patronus is a lioness. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. Awesome. Wow. Jilly. That's pretty Graven- Gravenclaw. What is that? Not a thing. Gravenclaw. <laughs> Better be Gravenclaw. <laughs> um, Katie and Megan, I'm a graphic designer too. I really appreciate the work you guys do. You're both super talented and I'm in love with this Wish and Flick logo. Oh, thank you. Like so many others, I was stubborn about reading the books when I was little. I take particular shame about this because my mom is a sixth grade English teacher. She's the reason I've always loved reading and learning, but she couldn't get me to read the series even after she read it herself and loved it. Still, mom's no best, and she managed to get me to watch the movies, which of course hooked me immediately. I saw all of them as they came out in theaters, usually on my birthday, since several of them premiered in late November, which made them extra special for me. It was like Harry and I got to spend our birthdays together. Cute. I made one exception to my weirdness about the books when I couldn't wait to find out what happened in Half-Blood Prince. So I read the book a few weeks before the movie came out. What a place to start in the books. It was an emotional time. Unfortunately, the secret of Harry being the last Horcrux was ruined for me by someone at school. But I was still incredibly moved by the conclusion when I saw Deathly Hallows. Didn't read ahead that time. I felt a deep sadness about the series coming to an end, and by that point, I had developed anxiety about reading the books in case they made me hate the movies. Mm. It wasn't until much later that I realized I had anxiety about everything. To make it worse, I was heavily shamed by people who had read the books at school who made me feel I wasn't part of the fandom because I hadn't read the series. I've always kind of felt like I don't belong anywhere, and I identified strongly with JK's beautiful world and the idea of Hogwarts always welcoming me home. So the rejection from fellow Potterheads was pretty awful. Mm. It made me step back from the Potter world for most of college. But after returning to the movies for comfort when I was nervous about starting my current job in August, I remembered how much I loved it and wanted to dive back in. Enter you guys. I wanted a podcast to listen to during the busier times at work. So I looked up Harry Potter podcast on Spotify and there you were. You can imagine how excited I was to hear that two of you are designers like me, especially since I was brand new to the job and extremely worried about not being good enough. Your lovely, hilarious personalities eased my new job jitters and calmed many of the silent anxiety attacks at my desk. I've been at my dream job for almost six months now, as I'm writing this in January 2019. (laughs) So So a whole year year now. (laughs) And creating things I'm proud of. I started reading Sorcerer's Stone after Christmas, so I'm finally letting myself into the books. Contrary to my fears, they're only adding to my love for the wizarding world and Joe's genius. She really thought of everything. Thank you all for being yourselves and helping me find my way home. Love, Sarah. P.S. Hi, Florence. Oh, my God. It's like two names right there. They're both mine. Sarah and Florence. <laughs> you have to let us know if you finished the books and what you think about all yes. of that. Yes. Yeah. Also. I'm sorry you caught heat from mm-hmm. Not Nice Friends in the uh, fandom, but mm-hmm. books or movies, you're love part you. of it. You're a Potterhead. If you appreciate Harry Potter in any way, shape, or form, if you haven't seen the books or the movies, but you appreciate the magic <laughs> of it or whatever. If you haven't seen, seen the, the books. books or read the movies yet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't shame people. That's True. not right. That's God. Shaming's not nice. It's not right. In any way, shape, or form. And kudos to you for overcoming that and still being part yeah. of this wonderful place and yeah. seeing the beauty of it where it is because there are people who are just not nice. Yeah, for sure. Also, I'm sure you're rocking it at your new job yeah. and I want to hear an update. Yes, please. Yes. All right. Social media. 
You can follow us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. It allows us to keep the episodes up and running because it costs money every month to do that. It keeps our website up and running because it costs money to do that every month. It allows us to... Um, bring you guys content from things that we might not be able to get to attend to without Patreon. And also we are going to be like doing monthly donations to different charities and stuff. So I think it's going to be a dollar from each patron is going to get donated. And then you guys will get to vote on where that money goes each month. So look out for that in February. January's donation was to wildlife warriors, as Mm -hmm. we said, for Australia, for the bushfires. And then us four are gonna pick. Yeah, we're each gonna pick one place, and, and then, then we'll so like do into a poll. The sixth month, we'll, that we're doing this right because we, we did one for wildlife, then us four. Oh right. And okay. Yeah, yeah, got and it. So like too. each, yeah. So like February, I think we'll just go in our order: Tiffany, me, Katie, Sarah. Mm-hmm. After the four of us choose, then we'll do polls for you guys yep. to choose. Mm-hmm. So. Can we not do it in an order? Because I would like to choose for April, even though it's also Tiffany's birthday. <laughs> for where the money goes. I'll you go first because I'm going to do something local to Cleveland. But you kids. would get April. Oh, no. Katie would get April. Correct. Why don't you guys I'll just swap. Flip? I'll okay. swap with you. Cool. All right. Uh, all right. Okay. I am on Twitter at TiffSwish underscore Flick. I tweet a lot about... Like in Harry Potter? Potter, <laughs> video games, sports, playing her video Star games. Wars, all What's of Star that. Wars? Dogs, cats. <laughs> if you like any of those things, you can give me a follow. But just gonna um, try not to drown in laundry, you know? Oh my God. That's, I uh, hear you so hard right now. That's uh, that's my life, so that's what I'm gonna be we doing. We have approximately six piles of laundry. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? Um, I really just want to travel everywhere mm-hmm. and read and read, but I can't always. So that's sad, but I'm really trying to grow our freelance business. So if anybody knows anybody that needs any design work, you should send them to whimsy creative design, please. And thank you. We're building a website. So hopefully that will help. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. do birthday invites for miss uh yeah. lady supreme for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. cool we'll do that it'll be a yearly thing if you'd like it will be yes <laughs> <laughs> oh um me i guess uh what you are can you personally also doing what am i personally doing yeah loving my cat and my wife okay. cats that's fair She's reading too. What book are you reading? I'm reading Red, White, and Royal Blue. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And Harry Potter and the Early Kids. Uh, It's really cute and really good, and I get really swept up in it really fast. And I'm only halfway through, but it's really good. I really want to read it. It's gonna happen. It's very cute. If you want just like something that's cute but still has a really good plot story, yeah, it's good. Yep. What are you doing there? Just trying to survive. Blanket. Um. I'm cold right now because I spilled smoothie on my sweatshirt last night and slept at Marty and Tiffany's house. <clears throat> so I didn't have a sweatshirt all day. Um, I'm just uh, in school trying to figure all that stuff out, traveling a little bit. Um, you can follow me at O'Malley with three H's on Instagram if you want to see my wild and crazy life that is really boring and just consists of me having no time to do anything but school, work, and podcast. I wish I could read books. It's been a long time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I read, but like not obviously books. You should do the reading challenge with us. <laughs> I have no time. <laughs> well, I told Meg that like I really want to do this reading challenge because I don't know what it is, but I feel like if I don't start reading again, like my brain start, is gonna like go. my brain is like sometimes I feel like I can't learn things like I used to. It keeps you Yeah, yeah like I need to keep it, it sharp. It. Yeah. 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 So it's like I need to do this for, for sure. my own mental health. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Katie and I started like a little book club thing through Goodreads. So if anybody wants to join our group, there's like a ton of swishers in there, and it's really fun. Um, just like hit us up, and I'll send you the link. I to just it. wish I had time. Like my thing is, <clears throat> and I know myself. Like I get sucked into books, and when I say I get sucked into books, like I can't. Like I will not sleep. I'm reading books, and like Same, I'm at work, and I'm like not doing things I probably should be because I'm reading. I'm not doing my schoolwork because I'm reading. Like I'm that type of person. Like everything gets because i'm like what's gonna happen i have to see what's gonna like happen in the story that i'm reading um so i need to focus on (laughs) getting an a in this class that's my goal you'll do great yeah um who who do we want to dedicate this episode to because last time we did orally (laughs) (laughs) serious serious this is just serious seriously end this podcast in a serious manner yeah That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. Seriously. Bye! (laughs) I'm Terry Gross. (laughs) (gasps) Amazing! Just my voice! Whose ball ball is is the devil? devil. (laughs) (laughs) Sasa can't see without her glasses. Chernobyl, that's it. Chernobyl. It's about butter. No, no, no. Chernobyl is the um, like is the villain from Fantasia. This butter's super no, Chernobyl. Chernobog. Chernobog. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good episode. He's got one son and one daughter. I think Ragnarok is one of the names in on the Gringotts ride. Like you it can is. See His one of the office offices. is in the yeah. hallway before you're getting into yeah, Bill's yeah. office. The other one, too, like Bog. Bogrod. 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 Something. Be really curious to know, like goblin naming, like yeah. the culture. Bagman literally just took words in hats and was like, <laughs> Bagman is Ragnarok. super sketch. Thor. Bagman is. <laughs> hey, is Bagman sketch? Oh yeah. Some would say he's sketch. Sketch dude. One sketch broski. Am I right? Right. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.